Boring nil nils, goal scoring Vikings, power cuts, VR decisions, and a Manchester City defeat. This weekend really had it all. Evening, Tate. You alright? Evening, Jack. All good, thank you. Mate, yourself? Yeah, good. All good. Here we are, episode 14. Yes, another one. So, before we start, we'd like to say thank you to our listeners. We've hit 2,000 listeners this morning. Yes. Big um, numbers. Big Huge. numbers. Um, considering we hit 1,000 only three, three, four episodes ago, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was about the 10th when yeah. Freddie was on. Yeah, so, but no, so it's really grown in the last like 30 days or so yeah, yeah, yeah really yeah. happy how it's going awesome. thank you for all the likes and the follows and yeah, um, yeah some of the r- reviews as well we've seen are, are good always and I've, i hope they're random people i don't <laughs> know but <laughs> some of them they look really good so yeah we appreciate it yes yeah, so keep supporting on apple music putting your five stars on spotify and we are on youtube now so um give us a, a subscription on there um we'll try and have more content on youtube at the moment we're just putting these videos on there for anyone who wants to listen on there um, but yeah, we are doing different things on there, so there will yes. be different things, shall I say, coming on. Yep. But, um, yeah. But no, we've got lots, lots of good ideas. But back to the yeah, back regular to episode. Here we go. And let's start off with the teaser. So Erling Haaland didn't score this weekend. His um, record yeah, of seven on the trot is gone. <laughs> but yeah. he is still running away with the golden boot. So mm. you may have seen in the news the old jokes about the silver boot and blah blah blah. My teaser is, what is the record number of goals scored by a player, by a single player in a season, and not win the golden boot? Okay. So, so two points up for grabs, the number of goals, and, and the who? player. Okay, all right. I'll have a think about that. Right, so going from Erling Haaland, should we start with his team? Yes, let's do it. Anfield, big Anfield game. Anfield, Sunday, 4.30 kickoff, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The late day. Um... What did you think going into the game? Did you have any predictions yourself? Because we actually forgot to do that. Yeah, we? We, didn't, <laughs> we didn't mention it on the last one. That was obviously going to be our game, but I would have said City win. I thought, I thought, not I, I knew Liverpool were going to play the way they did, but I expected Klopp and Liverpool to not allow what City did to Man United um, previously. Like I just assumed it'd be a close game, like it was. But I thought, yeah, look, City would win two, three, one. Mm. Still be a good game, and Liverpool play really well. And obviously, just I thought City would continue and on the the roll they're on, basically. And yeah, the Haaland, the Nordic meat shield would <laughs> pop up with a goal. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, going into the game, there's a lot of talk about um, Liverpool haven't lost a Premier League game at home in front of fans for, yeah, for yonks about five years, isn't it? Yeah. And Van du- Van Dijk's never lost at Anfield mm. in a home game which has gone that is with like you said with fans though because I think no Van Dijk never lost because he was injured weren't he no no but the, the, oh did he the ho- no the home record yeah the home record yeah, yeah with fans yeah with, a, with fans so without, when it was the season about fans, I think they lost six on the bounce at home yeah. but yes that was in lockdown era wasn't yeah. it yeah. but Van Dijk because he did his ACL was out mm. for them six so his Van Dijk holds the Premier League record of consecutive home games unbeaten yeah. with si- up, um, to 69 games which is pretty mad because then he joined in 2019 was it something so, like that yeah um, and they're, yeah, they're now unbeaten across 28 games, 21 home, uh, yeah. 21 wins, sorry, and nine, dr- um, seven draws, sorry. At yeah. home, yeah. 21 wins, seven draws. I mean, it started off pretty even. Um, I've gone into it, I thought Man City would probably edge it. Yeah, um, I just, because I just, there's a lot, obviously, the, where Liverpool are on the table and and what, what's what been said, and even Klopp's not really been in the on the TV as he moaned and stuff, he's not had mm. the limelight on him, I just thought... 
I thought they just wouldn't be as good as they were, basically, and and I thought City would just be far too good for them. A bit of team news you had. Um, Trent was dropped to the bench when he maybe was still injured yeah. or carrying a knock still. So Milner started mm-hmm. right back. Mm-hmm. Grealish was dropped from City. Yeah. Um, but both pretty strong teams still. I think Fabinho came in, didn't he? Thiago started, and probably Liverpool's best team they could, they could have put out at the time. Um, Harvey Elliott started as well, didn't he? He played. I thought he played really really well. Yeah. In there. Yeah, they, 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 they played a different style, didn't they? You expect Liverpool to go toe-to-toe and mm. match City and both go at it, full press and lots of energy. And, and Liverpool had lots of energy and were intense, but they just sort of played the counter, didn't they, and sat back and they realised, I mean, Klopp probably realised that at the moment they're two players and their form is nowhere near City. So, right, how how else can we beat them? They just drop right off and, and I think, like, when City go and play... Leeds or Southampton that's what they go and do but mm. obviously when Liverpool do it they're a far better side they're than better the likes it, yeah. of those Villas and things like that so yeah and I don't think Pep expected that but yeah and it obviously worked Salah with the the big moment in the second half wasn't it really yeah because the first half was pretty tight I remember mm. Haaland had a good chance at the back post header yeah. and then in the second half it really came came or oh, came to light really you had um, yeah to be, like, up until the sort of start of the second half it was pretty it was pretty cagey, I thought, like mm. you said, Haaland had a few sort of half chances. All right, he's a ridiculous goal scorer, but even for him they were they were sort of sort of out out of there, not really yeah. not clear cut, were they? And and Liverpool had a few I think Robertson had a sort of half volley that went straight over the bar and it wasn't it was still a good game, it was still entertaining, but yeah, there wasn't real like lots of goal action, was there? Um, mm. And then the second half it so came um was less cagey and you had Salah go through one on one and it was a great save by Edison. To keep it at yeah. nil-nil. And you, you just expected that to roll into the back of the net, didn't you? You were watching there, Salah through one-on-one. Right, here's had a lovely little one-two, like a classic like FIFA yeah, one-two. Run, sweaty, run nice behind. <laughs> Running behind, and I thought, he's going to have to score. And then what a save it was by yeah, Edison who came out. Low to his right, wasn't it? And just brushed it around the post. But and it was, what was it, about two minutes after that that mm. City went and scored? Yeah, the Foden goal when it ruled out. But your, I knew that was chaos when it was absolute scenes when they thought they scored. Your view on that? Oh, it's the right decision, I think. You think the f- the heart? Well, it's hard, yeah, it's a lot to talk about, I suppose. But the Harland foul they actually give it for, I think that's debatable. And you talk about the phases of play and all all the rubbish that the refs are going on about on VAR and that the, they all talk about. Is it the is that the first phase, second phase, after the phase? Is it a phase like <laughs> there's so yeah. much rubbish that goes on? But the I think the, on the goalie Harland that would have been called for a foul. Yeah, because on, on match of the day they came out and said that yeah. the the parent Premier League or P was it PMGO yeah, or whatever yeah, it is yeah. um, had said if it if it wasn't going to be pulled for the foul yeah, it would have been pulled for the for the Allison, for Allison. It? It Harland it, the goalie had two hands on it and it would have been what well, it should have been for that anyway. So yeah, the, I think the one on Fabinho it's one of them like Harland's falling away so he's grabbing to sort of not fall over himself but obviously he's fouling Fabinho at the same and time and Fabinho's on his, on his way down as yeah, well yeah and Fabinho's fallen over so that is yeah it's strange that they pulled it back for that because surely just the obvious one is the on the goalie but mm. yeah for me it was it was ultimately the right decision my issue with that is um, obviously I like that the refs are now trying to play play on more a bit more advantage a bit more rough like things like that which was right. If that didn't lead to a goal, yeah. there'd be nothing wrong with it. It would have been a corner. Just say, just say, Gomez clears it out yeah, off the yeah, line. Yeah. Goes. No one says anything. Yeah, carried on the game. It's similar yeah, exactly. to when I remember when the Odegaard one, for example. It's only got called back because it was the end of the goal. Yeah, a goal ended that was yeah. sort of you're re-refereeing the game. Yeah, which but, but, I mean, on I've got 
like bit on the refs, but Taylor, just anti-Taylor, the one at the weekend, because they've come out and said the both managers said and the Sky and whatever all the pundits. Supposedly he anti-Taylor's gone into that game and said, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow the game to continue and, and play on and things like that, which is, yeah, that's great, but you can't just suddenly change the way you're refing on a Sunday. Like weeks previously, you've you've been calling this that. I mean, at Chelsea, Tottenham, he had a stinker. Like he was doing all sorts. The refs are giving awful decisions week in, week out, stopping the game, giving fouls, whatever. Can't just suddenly rock up Liverpool, Man City, go actually, you know what today, lads? We're just gonna let the let the game play and and we're just gonna smash each other. I'm not gonna give fouls. I'm not gonna give yellow cards. So I just feel like he almost just bailed out in the whole game and basically said, right, I'm not gonna do my job. I'm just gonna rely on the VAR, the room, the bloke in the room, to tell me when I've made a terrible ricket. And that's that's basically yeah. what happened. Like because ultimately, like you just said, the all decisions that he didn't make or did make didn't lead to a goal or whatever. He just sort of left and got away with. But like you said, that that big moment where where it led to a goal has been stopped because of that reason, because it's a goal. Mm. So Taylor's not really re- he might as well not been there. He might as well just sat on the side with with Klopp and Pep. Yeah, my perfect example for that was do you remember the Bernardo Silva foul on Salah that wasn't a foul? That's why Klopp got sent off. Awful. And he well, didn't. It's a clothesline. Awful. That's what makes me funny that that yeah. wasn't given as a foul. So that no wonder he didn't think yeah. that the Haaland one was a foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah, because he's give he's not he's not give that. But <laughs> not give that. But like you said, if if that led to a goal or something, yeah, then it gets disallowed. Then he calls back. So, so you're re-refing. So Antonio, Ant- Antonio, Anthony Taylor's not even refing the game. He's no, exactly what you said. There, yeah. someone else in a studio somewhere is re-refing game. Yeah. I mean, I like I like the idea of trying to plan all the time, but yeah. it's the, not then what? that then the VAR has to be on board with the on-field ref. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. It's, it contradicts yeah, yeah, the whole game. I mean. We're mo- we're mo- because Antonio's tried to do something different, or the- they've all sort of come together and tried something different, and we're still moaning about that. But like I said, what they've done previously was horrid wrong as well. So now he's done this on a weekend. It's just thrown another total bombshell in there. It's just yeah, it's an absolute mm-hmm. mess. I mean, I, mess. I won't normally hold for um, Anthony Taylor slander, as he is a fantastic ref in, in all our games we've ever yeah, had him yeah. touch wood. He's been all right for us, <laughs> especially against Chelsea. But no, I just yeah. think. Like you said, if you can't just go into that game saying oh, I'm going to do this today, when no. like the, for the last thirteen game, last ten games you've you've done that, you've so done yeah, something completely different, ridiculous. But that <clears throat> that goal didn't determine the game, I don't think. And and yeah, Salah Salah went through, didn't he? The what a goal from Allison, long a long kick up up the pitch. That's his third assist he's got for Salah. Mm. I think he's the highest like assisting or whatever goal involvements for a goalie which is ridiculous yeah it was his second assist of the season he's yeah. got a, I know like we said the other day about stats and that but he's yeah. got more assists than Jack Grealish this yeah. year now which <laughs> <laughs> is quite funny yeah um, a long kick but obviously knew what was going on he saw Salah on his own and Cancelo dived in missed the ball and Salah just through. pinned him and he turned yeah, him it's, it's just one of them it's like if you don't obviously don't get the ball that's going to happen and yeah Salah's second chance when it one and one and he sort of learned from the first one didn't he he sort of lifted it slightly over Edison, expected mm. him to go low, which he did, and, and it rolls in the net. He's one of the ones when you run him through, you just know he's scoring. Yeah, he's he, he said in his interview, he goes, um, in the game, he goes, oh, I wasn't too disappointed after the first one because he said, I knew I'd get another chance. Yeah. And I knew I'd score it. Yeah, so yeah. That's the sort of mentality yeah, these players have, though. Yeah. Um, in my notes, I just put, the goat is back. Yeah, it is. I think it could be. Nice little run now. They've got West Ham tomorrow night. Um, I could, anyone I know knows I fucking love Salah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't know why. I don't know why he. It resonates with me. He just, just like that sort of player. He's just an yeah. out and out goal scorer, selfish bloke who just wants to score goals yeah. and just very good at and it. And he does it all the time, doesn't he? Like yeah. that's how he plays. Relentless. He just even in that game itself, he uh, had I think maybe thirty, forty touches compared to 
I think De Bruyne on, was the lowest on City's team, and he had about 60. So, yeah, you can tell that Salah was hardly in the game, but when he did, every opportunity, he's trying to bend it in the corner, trying to little little snapshots here and there, and, and yeah, got his reward in the second half, didn't he? So I've got a little thing on Salah here. This was going to be the one of my teasers, because I was speaking to Jack off I had two teasers this week, but I thought I'd stick this one in here. Salah became only the second Premier League player in history to score 100-plus left-footed goals. Who's the other player? I'll give you one clue. If he played for Arsenal? No, played for Liverpool. Did he? Fowler? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Look at that! <laughs> yeah, I was, no, I was thinking Van Persie, but Fowler, yeah. yeah I, was, I was thinking to myself, I hadn't seen that, I would have thought Van Persie, maybe. Um, yeah. Whoever, what, good left-footed players, I'm trying to think, striker-wise. Mm. I think someone will come to me. It's got to be a few Fowler's, obviously, the obvious one for me, anyway. Mm. Obviously, I've said it, but Van Persie would be up there, right? Yeah. Giroud? <laughs> he might have scored a few. And that was his ninth goal in all competitions versus Manchester City since joining Liverpool in 2017. Mm -hmm. More than any other player. Yeah, and I've got a similar stat, but it's uh, his best record against any side for Liverpool. Is it? Yeah. So, yeah, he obviously enjoys it against Man City, and that's probably the toughest game they've got, I reckon. And after they scored, there wasn't... Haaland had one chance, I think, to equalise on the edge where he sort of slipped when he was leaning back. Yeah. And And I don't know if it was after the goal when the ball... Sort of got smashed across, but Van Dyke's running back and just oh, right at the last minute, yeah. And that was Harlem was obviously waiting for that, but yeah, that on Van Dyke, that him and Gomez were brilliant. They were just two solid, solid centre halves, weren't they? They just totally, totally had Harland in their back pocket, and well, the, the game plan they had of like I said sitting back and they almost just defended their box and right. Mm. We can't really get near the bloke. We, if we go near him, he's going to spin me, whatever, shrug me off the ball. So if we actually just defend and we we'll look for the ball and attack the ball, we'll. We'll be fine. That's what they did, and they yeah, they were brilliant. I thought. Yeah, it was a bit like that Michael Jordan um, meme of I took it personally. Yeah, when yeah, yeah, Rand yeah. Dyke was just like I'm on a mission today. I'm yeah. going to prove that I'm still the best no, centre centre half around. Yeah, him and Gomez were brilliant. I thought. Yeah. And another person I want to touch on the ten minute cameo of Darwin Nunes. Oh uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, what is that? <laughs> Mr. The Chaos. <laughs> Yeah, he's a he's a strange fellow. Really. I remember called him player. Chaos on the second episode. I don't know another word to describe him. Nah. Why he didn't get two assists or two goals? Yeah. Just pass the ball to Salah. He was through. I think he tried to pass one, didn't he? And then he, the other one, he should have hundred percent passed it. And then he's gone to shoot like. And oh. he tried some chip that went just about over yeah. it. Went over the goalkeeper and then just sort of stopped. It's just he's, yeah. You can tell you can tell why he's not playing like starting playing lots of minutes at the moment because can't of, trust him. Yeah, he's just he's off off the wall. Whereas Firmino is like per- Klopp's perfect player yeah. who you can just trust and he will do exactly the yeah. job he wants to do. Yeah, and like said, Milner played Firmino there. They've been they've been there tried and trusted yeah, players, aren't they? Seems like forever now. So mm. yeah, they're very good. That that loss for City ends their twenty-two unbeaten record away, and their their last loss away was Tottenham in August last year when <laughs> under Nuno. So was it? So yeah, they've they've set a record. Well, that was their club record: twenty-two mm. away wins. Who holds the who holds the all-time record for undefeated games and undefeated? No comments. No comment. <laughs> So See, just, on that, I thought City would do it this year. I really no, thought, no one's ever doing I it, really mate. Thought, I really thought this year would be the one. <laughs> no one's ever doing it again. <laughs> the league's too high now. The, the standard of teams in this league is too high for anyone yeah. to do it now. I think, personally. Yeah, no, it'd be incredible if it did happen, but I just thought this year, surely. Like, a draw at Liverpool would have been fine and carried on, but no. It'd be just for example, who have they dropped points to this year? Villa, Newcastle. Yeah. And, it lost and Liverpool. Liverpool. Newcastle should have beaten them. I mean, like... I just think you no team can go that many games now. Uh, it's too you're gonna have you're gonna oh, they're gonna slip up, up yeah yeah. 
And on that as well, Pep, why, not why, because he's Pep Warren and they're Man City, they know exactly what they're doing, but for some reason, against Liverpool on Sunday, he turned up and they changed to a back three, and they played a 3-5, whatever, 3-4, whatever they want to do, but they've played four at the back for the whole season, battering sides, been brilliant. In the biggest game, they've gone three at the back and changed certain positions and pushed people around, just like, yes, that's Pep Guarda, he knows exactly what he's doing, but why do that? Like, surely just continue what you're doing with that vein of form you're in and, and try and implement what you, how good you are already. I just, yeah, it does baffle me, like, in a, such a big moment, why he would change and make he, that decision. He does love a good formation change, like, in big games. Yeah. He just, just does it in the Champions League all the time. Like, oh, let's just, oh, you know what, today, Akanji, you're going to play, you're going to get run ragged, and then, yeah, we'll, we'll play three at the back. It's just, like, just doesn't make sense. just doesn't make sense. Because it was Aki... Was it Diaz, Diaz played Diaz, Akanji, and then Cancelo was Cancelo was like was like right right wing right back, wing back. Yeah, yeah. that's what played with a three. I mean, now they do it, in, like Arsenal sort of do it in build up as well. Mm. But it's yeah, it's I know a strange yeah, they're, sort of, t- they're on a different level. Like what they how they play football is, I can't even comprehend it. But yeah, what sit on a basic level they play three at the back and five across midfield. Just don't I just don't know why. Just don't know why because they they were going to have the ball the whole time anyway. So just continue what you've been doing. Yeah, I, do, I just don't think he fancied that. Is it Sergio Gomez? The left yeah, back. I don't think you fancy them yeah, in, the, in the big games. You want to play Aki, and there's a bit mm. more of a centre half slash left back. He's a bit more safe, and he's not going to mm. be making these long runs down the. Yeah, Kanji looked awful, didn't he? Mm. He was. Oh God, I put him on my fantasy team this week. Oh <laughs> no, what a stinky! Because Walker got injured. I had an absolute stinker. I had Walker, James, Trent all got injured. It was hard this week. It Diaz was. injured, and uh, what's his name? Old Gordon suspended. Oh. And it's even harder this week because City and Arsenal aren't playing, are they? Yeah, I just left my team. Oh, just left it. Going to take the hit. Stinker. Um, but I think that pretty much sums up. Oh, Liverpool are now. Was it the, if Man City had won that, they would have gone what seventeen points clear, Liverpool, something silly like that. Uh, or fourteen points clear. Sixteen, something yeah. like that. Yeah, they're now ten. And it could be seven by the end of the week because mm-hmm. Liverpool play. Man City don't play. They're meant to play yeah, Arsenal true. tomorrow, so they could be. That's what I always said. I was going to say it, but yeah, ten point gap. Liverpool eighth, City second. Do you reckon they'll? Close the gap or Liv will get back amongst it. Liv will finish top four for sure, yeah. I I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think this, I, this will kickstart them now. I think. Yeah, I think they, if they go on a run, they'll be they'll be straight in there. So I think they're more than capable. Um, and Sunday showed that, didn't it, really? Mm. They can move it. They can match it up the best. Yeah. Especially at home. I just Maybe away from home, they might struggle a little bit. But mm. if, like, if their players play to their peak, like that's the, I think Neville said it, you need your, or Mike Bancari, you need your four key players to be playing well to compete in these games and Allison had a great game Van Dijk had a great game yeah. Salah had a great game and Gomez had a good game or whoever yeah. with Marno, um, the thing is it was. We've, said about, we've said about Milner and even Firmino like in a, in big moments and big games they can be relied on mm. but they can't be playing Milner can't be playing every week centre midfield and expected to be like Henderson and Thiago yeah. and those, those like those sort of players like yeah, in the big moments he can definitely they can definitely use. So yeah, yeah I think that was a big big game for them, and yeah I think they'll be back on track. Yeah, well moving on to Man City's closest title contenders, <laughs> the title race, the title race. Um, it's on, is it? It's definitely no. On. So I was having this conversation. No, you don't yesterday. think it's not? No, not a chance, man. Oh, very conservative. No, 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 because you answer this question as well. If you're a Spurs fan. Um, how many points would it have to take you to be above Man City to call it a title race? I said <laughs> to Freddie, I said 10. What, right now or just in general? Like, just at any point? At any point. <laughs> I'd say if Arsenal were 10 points above Man City, 
Yeah, I'd probably say twelve. Then I'd say, yeah. right, we're we're yeah, we're, yeah. we're we're <laughs> in challenging need, here. Yeah. You need you need a healthy gap, wouldn't you? That's four games. Mm. Ten points is four games. Yeah, so I yeah, thought, yeah. all right. The problem is, Man City can go eighteen games winning. Yeah. Not even eighteen games are out of the loss. Yeah, they yeah. go eighteen games winning. Yeah, and they'll probably beat you twice in that. Which, run. which yeah. is yeah. No, I agree. They're, yeah, but then I I think that win for Liverpool the weekend, and obviously some like you said Newcastle, some of their results have given. Arsenal, Tottenham, even Liverpool themselves, a bit of hope that right we can actually mm. we can compete if they if you meet them on their off day or a moment when they're they're not quite switched on like Salah's goal then you could take advantage but well Arsenal are the closest to them aren't they or they're ahead of them at the moment yeah so it was um, I'll go into this game I was chatting to you I said anything other than a win I would be a bit disappointed because we've played yeah. really well we beat Liverpool beat Spurs so going into Leeds you think who Leeds haven't won since August do you think like we should Get a win. It's going to be tough. It's never an easy game at yeah. uh, Ellen Road. And then after 60 seconds, a bloody power cut. Lights go out. VAR off. What was you watching it, or what was that? No, so basically it was a power cut in the stadium. So all up the the Wi-Fi had gone. The the like the floodlights had gone. Um, everything gone. So basically the refs couldn't communicate to each other. That was how right. they first found the issue. Yeah, yeah. And then they found that the VAR wasn't working because of like technical issues with it was there any chance they would play without VAR like they were no. just going to go no because no. then it would have been well, technically would have lost it's, wouldn't it's they so it's not <laughs> <laughs> no I've actually got it's a, it's a bit on that I've actually got um, because otherwise it's technically no, sorry do you know who was on VAR that day yeah it was fucking my mate Paul Tierney Mr <laughs> <laughs> Tierney <laughs> I think he had his spur shirt on in the studio so. oh god no but it was uh, school, school. When I saw he was VAR, I was like, <laughs> at least he weren't on the field. Yeah, well, the day after he was refing our game, so. <laughs> oh, terrible, no, but he's good bloke. for a ref for you, mate. No. He gives you penalties when you should have, when you should have goal <laughs> kicks. <laughs> yeah, I saw VAR pulled in, I couldn't wait to tell you. Um, yeah, the lights went out, was because of electrical issue, then obviously no goal link teleology. It took 40 minutes for yeah, it to come back on. Um, which caused a bit of a delay, really, with well, the players, mm. I think, took a little bit of a while to warm into the game. Mm. And, uh, Siniesta had a had a snapshot that went wide, and then it was a yeah, it wasn't much happening, was it? Until your goal until Saka really. scored, it was a Rodrigo. I know we got oh. see the the Hollywood pass he's trying yeah, to make. Just I've got here, but it's just so bad. Like what are you actually thinking? You you just won the ball back. You're he he's a striker, but he was in like a right midfield position, deep in his own half. He was back to the whole game, pressure on him, and like you said, he's gone for like an absolute wonder ball across the across the pitch, but also. Not even zinged it. He just like curled it, nice loopy one, bounced in front or behind his full back. It was just, it was just absolutely horrible, horrible decision. <laughs> Saka's won the header and he nodded it down. Yeah. Odegaard's got it, and them two. That's their favourite position, both on that right hand yeah, side. Two v one. Two v one. Basically, counter. We've scored so many goals like that yeah. with them two. Two v one. Yeah. The full back. He wasn't a full back exposed. It was Pascal's strick, is it? Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, like, like the ball made that horrible. Like, what's he? What's the left back going <laughs> to do with that in that situation? <laughs> apart from clatter, everyone, everything, and he's nowhere near it. So. Odegaard, lovely ball, Saka, one touch, and then right foot into the roof yeah. of the net. A great goal. It was, only, it was the only spot he could hit, really, wasn't it? it was, yeah, could well, go across when you when low. you got yeah, you either go across low, but there wasn't much angle. You just put it to the roof, yeah. and the keeper's got. Yeah, I'd I'd say sure the goalie's probably a bit disappointed with that. It's near post, and like I said, there's only one option he can do is that you're above your head, and he's still. Still didn't stop. Oh, it was yet. quite funny. It was Saka is in that exact position on Thursday night. Have you seen the video? Nah, so I think I watched the game. I saw his that one you're talking exactly. about. And he scored it, hit a bloke in his own flat. <laughs> <laughs> bloke yeah, sitting. Like, he does it leads and scores. So. Those, those are the flats over the top of the stadium and went into his flat and yeah. hit him on the head. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, yeah, 
good start, really. Uh, fast, it's his fourth goal in his last seven Premier League games. Yeah, he's doing right. So he's doing um, right. got four goals and four assists in his last seven Prem games. So um, yeah, he's hitting a bit of form and second goal of the week. Mm. Um, that was his fiftieth goal involvement since Arteta as well, by the way. That was scored twenty six and yeah. assisted twenty four. <laughs> yes. He's well, he's been he's been since fantastic come for in, us. Yeah. Been the most goals in goals and assists and whatnot. So. He started at left back under Arteta mm. just because he didn't fancy Klasnach. Yeah, I don't blame yeah. him. And we needed some assists from somewhere. Yeah. And um, the the but Saka for me like epitomizes this new quote unquote Arsenal. The project is he's the poster boy, yeah, the yeah. golden child, God's child. And what is he? 21, 22? 21, I think. Like he's still ridiculous. I think he might yeah. even be twenty. Like, he's stupidly young. Yeah. Um, but he's just you think of Arsenal. He is. The he's boy, he, he's it, the yeah. one that. Why are we doing all the the project youth? Why are we going mm. this? Why are we promoting stuff like that? He's just, he's the one we go for, and he's our best player. Everything goes through him. Yeah, and it's just another good season. Hopefully, he continues for the for us and for the Euros. World Cup. Um, for the World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about his penalty for the Euros. <laughs> yeah, he's still still having nightmares. Um, and that was about it. To the second, Jesus missed a chance, and Ramsay yeah. made a good save, and it was half time. And then, man of the moment, Patrick Bamford yeah. entered the field of play. Rodrigo got dragged off. I, <laughs> I think he got an injury, but hopefully just because he's <laughs> awful. So, yeah, Rodrigo gets dragged off for his terrible pass. And then that donut, Bamford, came, <laughs> comes on the pitch. Just uh. And if you could think of anything that would happen, if you're a player that won't think, apart from getting sent off, I don't think his half could have been that, any more eventful. Was, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get on to some of it, but... Yeah, what a So shambles. after about sixty seconds he got a goal disallowed. Yeah. And thoughts on that? It's as a Tottenham fan, yes, I don't think it's a foul, but it's so it's just it is a foul in terms of what like again what we said, it's what's been given, what's been what it looks like. Obviously a Bamford's arms sort of bent out, it's just it looks like an arm in the back, but everyone knows that Gabriel is strong enough, big enough, ugly enough to not mm. go down from that contact. But in that situation, as a defender, as a player, you're going to go down because you know you're going to get a foul. So mm. it's just modern day football, basically, and it is a foul. And it's a shame, but yeah, it just is a foul. And a note on Gabriel, though, we'll, we'll talk about it a bit later in the on this segment, but I thought he should have made more of a deal of it. I know he'd sort of made, put yeah, his arms yeah. up a bit, but I think he could have easily hit the deck. Yeah. I think he he sort of went down half heartedly and then realised, oh, shit, he scored. He scored. <laughs> so now I'm going to claim for the free kick. And, it, and he got it. But yeah, like you said, if he'd have sort of, yeah, gone for it, he'd have probably got it straight away but um, yeah it was a shame because the the ref gave the decision it wasn't VAR the ref yeah. gave it straight away yeah, foul yeah. and then it was didn't even, I think he, don't think it even went to VAR in the, no, end. the ref because no, yeah, already, already disallowed it yeah it was a it was a shame and but. then well, it was about 60th minute yeah, 64th minute the cross came in I think it was um, Harrison and Saliba's just completely missed the yeah, ball stinker. hit his hand Stonewall penalty yeah. but the ref hasn't given it no, Ramsdale glitzed it and just sort of played and then the, Quick. it's gone out of play Ref's been sent to the um, the monitor and given it a stonewall penalty. And yeah. if you watch, oh, definitely. If you watch the replay back, have you seen Saliba's reaction? Yeah, he knows. He's he almost because when it hits him, he almost like moves his hand to sort of throw it away because he's like, oh, the ball's on my hand. I'm gonna just help it along. He just panicked, but yeah, definite, definite handball. But then that Bamford goes up and takes it. A bloke with no confidence in a side with no confidence hasn't scored since December. Doesn't don't think he ever scores ever. Just regardless, apart from his first season, like yeah, just. You had, you had no. I I got up on the stream because obviously you saw like the f- uh, news flash come up and whatever. You just had no confidence in him even hitting the target, and lo and behold, he drags it wide. Oh. Just 
It's just and, typical Arsenal. Like you just would get away with that. Like the first one, the no goal foul on Gabriel. Then the penalty. Get Bamford steps up and misses the goal. Not even makes Ram- Ramsdale make a save. He misses the whole goal. It's awful. Oh, I'm I wasn't a hundred percent sure he was going to score because we have no got way. as it sounds. I'm really really picky with our goalkeepers. I know it's such a, sh- a really harsh thing to say, but mm. our goalkeepers are never good at pen since Chesney. Mm. Have been horrendous no, at saving I, penalties. I, yeah, like I, I don't expect you to save them. Yeah, but just I know sometimes go the right way. This was the first time Ramsdale, I think, has gone the right way in a penalty. Yeah, because um, the only other one was Fernandez missed one last year, mm. which Eddie put wide, mm. and Ramsdale went the wrong way, but was going around like he like he saved the thing. Yeah, um, it all started with Czech really, because Czech replaced Chesney, yeah. and Czech had an outstanding record at Chelsea for penalties, and I think he went about twenty penalties in a row going the wrong way and not saving any of them. And he finally saved one against Dini. Or Spinner. Or Spinner would, if he'd even made a save, it'd be a good thing. That yeah, yeah, if he could catch the ball. Leno never made a, never, never saved one, I don't think. No. He might have saved one in a Europa League game. But Premier League record. Yeah. Even going the right way, it's just painful. Like <laughs> It's because every time I see Kane step up against Arsenal, he just fucking yeah. blasts <laughs> it in the corner. Yeah. But, um, then, yeah, Bamford, no confidence. Frozen oh, wide. Bad yeah. penalty. Oh, just awful. He hits it with a lot of power. Because Ramsdale went the right way, but he's not saving it. If it goes on target, because he's hit it with a lot of power. But... Shocking penalty. Yeah, you can't be putting a penalty wide being a Premier League player. No, it's just, yeah, just shambles and yeah, they're just that. That's their huge, huge problem is that they don't lead to like many others in the bottom half and teams that struggle. They just don't have that striker. Bamford his first season, I think he scored seventeen when they first come up. Mm. Um, but I think if he scores that, Arsenal don't even draw that game because that. No, and get on to it. I don't think Arsenal. I, honestly, I don't think Arsenal are good at all that day. No, we weren't. You were, I think we're good for about thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> obviously Saka's goal, fine, perfect. But yeah, I really. We were. That was the worst game we've played all season. And it's not one of them like, oh, we went to Leeds and got a win, one 0 It's like resolute. No, that's. Oh, I'm not having that bollocks. Sign of champions. It's yeah. I hate, <laughs> it. I hate that chat. And even more so when Arsenal were actually just not involved. They just weren't good. It's not. Because like I understand the resilience and yeah champions talking all that rubbish when it when it actually happens, but that day Arsenal should not have got away with three points. No way. Gabriel was good for ninety four minutes, and I thought Ramsdale had his best game I think of the season yeah. for us. But that was about it. Yeah, I thought Ben White was was poor on the ball. Um, Saliba Leeds, Saliba looked a bit shaky. Yeah, Leeds just said had done what I said. What what those sort of teams do against the big sides? They Hass and Harry and. They charge about and loads of energy and they fight and tackle, but at the end of the day, like Bamford showed, they can't score. They couldn't. And that Sinister mm. had a good chance when they got pulled back to him. They just can't put the ball in net. They can. Oh, they had enough chance that's yeah. They off. can fight and they'll run all day for you, but yeah, they're just not good enough and they're not. They're not going to score you goals. I've got some thing on um, Rodrigo and um, Bamford. Like I said, like Bamford first season back plays 38 games, scores 17, great. Then he's sort of hit with injuries. He's in and out of side and. And um, it, it's sort of difficult to recapture that form, but since then, I think he scored like seven, then six, and mm. and this year, what he might get to ten if he plays, like oh, if, if, if they're lucky. Yeah, exactly. And Rodrigo, he was bang on the England squad, wasn't he, at some stage? Yeah, and Rodrigo, his best return is in the twenty twenty one season, um, and he scored seven goals for Leeds. For Leeds, mm. so it just shows mm. like they're just not. It's like so many of them, they just all struggle to score goals, and they they sadly that they, they miss Rafinha, don't they? Yeah, they yeah they miss Rafinha, they miss Phillips in the middle. Like it's just yeah they're a poor poor side, and they still haven't won since August. Another loss there. I think they're two points or three points off relegation now. Yeah, they're um, right in there. They're, they're like we said last. And I think they will be there all year. Yeah, in and around. Scrap. Um, 
yeah, and going into the closing stages of the game, really. Um, it was a long ball from, I can't remember who played the long ball, over yeah, it here. Hit and hope, wasn't it? Um, straight into Ramsdale. And then Bamford just charges into um just that's what we said earlier about Bamford when he come on, but initially you're like, Oh, it's a penalty ref, definitely Gabriel like but um puts his feet up, blah blah but yeah, Bamford just both pair of them, just pair of idiots. Clowns. Just idiots rolling about on the floor, like what are you actually doing? It reminds me of can you remember the um little funny video it was Oh, it was Arsenal Chelsea and Jogba pushed Lehman and then Lehman got up and pushed Jogba. Yeah, they were just all like being it was such handbags and Bamford just than what he's so doing. The, the, the ref never saw it. No. Again. So then he goes to the linesman, and then the linesman says red card. But the thing I don't understand is I can't remember ever um, an act of like petulance like that being awarded as a foul. What Gabriel? Yeah. Oh, Let alone yeah. a penalty. Yeah. Like for example, um, obviously he went to VAR with it. Mm. What was the excuse? Obviously Romero pulled. So this is this is where the rules are just so stupid. Yeah. Romero pulled thingy Bob's hair, but because it wasn't a penalty, it would have been a free kick. Mm. VAR can't do anything about it. Right. But the other way round, yeah. If it was the other way round, if uh, Cugurella had pulled Romero's hair, yeah. he would have given a penalty. Yeah. It's I, the same as this. Like, it yeah. doesn't make any. I, I can't no, remember. The rules don't. You see these petulant kicks out all the time, but they're not given as fouls. They're no. just given like a red card, and you play on for it's from. Yeah. I don't know. Without without Bamford's whatever he did, the stupid running the back. I th- I think it's a penalty. I don't know. I think it is. Maybe it's not. Maybe the rules are different, but surely... And that's. I think that's still a red card. Gabriel, what he did is he booted out. He can't You can't just kick out that is a red card. But, but I don't... The thing... It sounds really stupid, and I might sound like an episode, but it's not a foul. Because I'm... No, I, it's not I, a foul. Because I've seen... I've seen things before when... I think... I remember Pepe, for example, at Leeds, actually, mm. got sent off for a headbutt. Yeah. But the ball was at play for a throw-in. Mm. And then the play played on from a throw-in. He didn't go back and give the free kick on the edge of the box. Well, it's like Nunes, I suppose, isn't it? The other, like recently, when he's nutty. Yeah, if R gives it, then if it's if the ref hasn't seen it, I don't think yeah. they can go back and then give. I don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah. they can. Maybe they can yeah. in the box, but they don't do I don't it. Know, yeah, I see what he's saying. I don't know because, like you said, Gabriel could have kicked out on the halfway line. He's so not giving a free kick. Do there. they give a free kick? No, yeah, they I don't. don't know. Yeah. Which is what? Yeah, it just wasn't. And the initial decision, we obviously yes excited. It was another penalty, but. Yeah, it's just like you said, both. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get how you can watch that live and not see Bamford barge into no, him first. No. Yeah, <laughs> but, poor, but I think VAR got the correct decision in the end. Yeah, definitely. On that, yeah, I think it was the like I said, both of them just should have told right, both of you go. It's yeah, both of you. Yeah, go. And then he turned the red card into a yellow, and was just like that's what I don't get. Is like they still. So they still booked Gabriel, but I don't think Bamford even got a yellow, did he? No, apparently they came out and said it was for unsporting behaviour. Oh, oh, Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Bamford didn't get nothing. No. No. So I just, yeah, it was a mess. Another the, shocking... Like I've said before on VAR, just scrap the whole thing, mate. I know say we got away with this, but VAR didn't give the first one, which was a blatant penalty. Yeah. <laughs> they give that. It's just yeah. like, you win some, you lose some in a game. Like, if you... It's what it is. It's, yeah, it's, it just does I know they're not helping themselves, are they? It's, it's not... It's not um, it's not going well, is it? Every every week they're saying there's something wrong. Going. Something terribly wrong. And that was Arsenal's ninth win of their opening ten league matches, and it's mm, the first, first time, time ever they've done that. And um, another thing I've got here, I know we're probably going to jinx it. Hopefully not this weekend, but Arsenal and draws don't seem to happen very no, often. No, they don't. Um, the last one. 
So Spurs went on a weird season once, didn't they? Was it um, the Wembley season where you never drew a game or drew like one game? Yes, I've seen that, yeah. I, got, I can't remember the number it was, I just remember. I can't remember the year, but yeah, it was something stupid. We drew like one or two games. So Arsenal have gone 27 games in a row that they haven't had a league draw. Mm. And the last time was Burnley at home in January, nil-nil. And the last time they drew away from home was Brighton in October 2021. Bloody hell. And they're the only club this season not to have a draw. And you got what? Southampton next. Southampton three away. Three points. Forest at home. Lost three points and 12 goals. So Hope have an easy game. Forest at home. Bloody oh, hell. But yeah, we all play the same teams. Forest <laughs> at home. Have an easier run. We're all the same. <laughs> we all play the same games. Oh, We're meant to play Man City tomorrow. Yeah, but if it weren't for the shock. Queen, if it weren't for the Queen. Shock, just, yeah, we'll put down a nice little... Well, the Queen was an Arsenal fan, too. A little fair. Sunday afternoon, yeah. We'll just go down the Emirates, get a nice win. No, you know what they'll do with that. It'll be like the um, Arsenal versus Spurs game, the two title wins. Oh, what, when you, when you bottled it? Oh, behave. When you, when no, we had our... We, 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 had a, we, played our stomach. we played our card. Like yeah, every other team you, played their card. You bottled it and still lost. Oh, behave. We played still our, finished below us. We played our card. And you still lost. <laughs> oh, we lost because you got given a penalty when it should have been goal <laughs> kick. You should have played us the the game it should have been because we had some was out. I think Kane might not be out, but someone else was out. There was D- Romero was out. Should have played us in, but you botted it. Nah, it was alright. <laughs> should have not. We should have just beaten Brighton or Southampton or whoever we lost to, or Newcastle, Newcastle, and who else? Yeah, but no, I think that pretty much sums up. Arsenal went four points clear. Um, yes. Which is you're right up there. I think you, I know you you not saying it, but you, at the moment you are you you're four points clear. You're top of the table. You've you've got to be. Well, I'm sure Arteta is, but yeah, you're definitely part of the race for the title without a doubt. Not yet. I th- I think you have to be. You, you yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't say it. No, you might not. You maybe might twenty. It, maybe twenty games are four points clear, but not. 10 or whatever, nine, ten. Yeah. It takes two losses, and we're six points behind Man City. Yeah. I don't know. No, I'm, I'm quietly. I know I'm sort of nervous about it, but no, I think most, yeah, most sane and normal Arsenal fans will be like you and wait until the moment they sort of confident. Right, this is on, and then then we'll start. I did start put a drunk league. tweet out um, last year saying Arsenal win the league next year. Really? Yeah, I've got a screenshot. <laughs> I've that? got a screenshot because that was no. Because honestly, I can. Actually, I know I'm biased, but I can see I've been being Mikel Arteta's biggest mark for years and I've seen he's trying to build a process I remember doing it after we lost 5-0 to Man City and we were bottom <laughs> lost uh, the first three <laughs> and I screenshot us bottom yeah, and I put yeah, yeah. Premier League champions 2022 23-24 yeah. which would have been four years in the job Yeah, gives me enough time to build a Premier League well you're definitely out there a minute sadly um, although I do think yes I'm Tottenham biased but at the weekend you were incredibly lucky Ah, we win some we lose some you were very very lucky Sign of champions, mate. No, no, I'm not having that at all. It's awful, awful chat. Also, Leeds get in the mud. Marsh, go back to America. <laughs> and on that bombshell, we'll go for a quick break and we'll catch you in a bit. Hello, listeners. It's former England and Premier League player Matt Jarvis here. Hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Remember to support the podcast by sharing with your friends and family and leaving that five-star review. Now, come on, you irons, and stay loyal. Let's move into... Manchester United versus Newcastle United take. Let's go to Old Trafford. Um, Nil-nil. But a pretty eventful game to be fair, wasn't it? Yeah, in terms of... There there wasn't many opportunities. There was a few sort of big chances, but 
I don't think it was the most exciting game in terms of shots and big moments, but yeah, some more decisions, old decisions that, were... that yeah went on, didn't they? By the dynamic duo of Craig Pawson and Jared yeah. Gillett. Gillett, the Australian. The, the Aussie. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening that aren't from Australia, because we've, we've dropped out. Yeah, <laughs> our Aussies listeners have dropped. We started off like a, like a um, house on fire, yeah. and um, our eight listeners have um, yeah, fallen off a cliff. A bunch of snakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, my first talking point I've got here is the Wilson penalty on, or Varane foul on Wilson. Yeah. That wasn't given for whatever yeah. reason. Don't quick. I just thought. First of all, I thought man, that game should have been on telly. I don't know why they showed. I think they showed Villa Chelsea on Sky. Just mm. abysmal game. But yeah, Wilson. How Varane like steps across him. The the ball's maybe five or more yards away from. Him, not even involved in the situation. A blatant check in front of Wilson and yeah it's a foul it just <laughs> just is a penalty that's my only thing I think the ref might have looked was Wilson getting the ball before De Gea cooped, no. cooped it up or no but what's, what's he doing no, but it's, it's a foul yeah. how does he get away with it ridiculous and it, was co- it wasn't even like Wilson's dived alright he's probably thrown his body good but he's felt the contact got a whack across the leg it's just a free uh, it's just a penalty yeah Varane's got stuck in the mud mm. and he's literally gone through and he's, he's fouled him it's a penalty um, also imagine if that was your mate oh. slabbed <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I was looking at their form recently. My God, Maynard's form since he's been out. Oh. <laughs> mate, they skyrocketed. Mate, they he cannot, <laughs> cannot get in the England squad. I don't care yeah. what anyone says. No. There's no you cannot put he's him in. Play, there. If he's actually not playing football, no. if he, he's I, not playing Europa League because he's injured. Like you're injured now. Now yeah. you cannot play. He doesn't even play for the under twenty one. So he can't even get in their side. So mate, Tom Huddleston has got more yeah. more um, credibility boost, in the yeah. bank right now yeah. to get in that squad. Yeah, no, he's, that is a whole subject on his own. But yeah, imagine Maguire giving Wilson a clap. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been a penalty yeah. as well. He <laughs> was that big idiot. Um, and then, yeah, going on, it was I think it was Trippier putting a free kick and Jolinda hit the bar. Yeah. Three bounds straight away and hits the post. He should have buried that the second, second one. Second yeah. The one. first one's like instinct, isn't it? He sort of reacted to the free kick and it was obviously a good header. But yeah, the second one, he's had time to think about it. The goal, De Gea's sort of out of position, not going to affect the ball. And yeah, he just somehow he's hit the post. I just, yeah. Mm. Should be scoring, shouldn't he? Yeah, because be De Gea was on the floor beaten. I think it was, um, what's his name, Martinez watching yeah. it. There's a few people um, flying about, but yeah, he just, he's got to head it in the goal. He's mm-hmm. just, what, six yards out, free header. But yeah, very poor. Newcastle are the better of the first half, and then moving into the second half, um, United obviously got on top, and there were a few controversial decisions made by the ref. Um, should we start with the, with the quote unquote disallowed goal? Was it Ronaldo's when he nicked the ball? Yeah, which was just nonsense. Oh. Because if you do, if you watch the replay, the ref has got his arm up the whole time. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's a sign that the free kick's not been taken or not allowed yeah. to be taken yet. And yeah, it was. I understand why he's done it. It's obviously a little clever one. We oh, might as well try it. What's the worst thing happen is it's disallowed and it's nil nil still. And but yeah, the. The aftermath of all the players like surrounding the ref and little Fernandez, fucking well, little Portuguese. Oh, I hate him. Ronaldo, I think Ronaldo is not. Nani and Maynard have history yeah. of that, don't they? Against, against us, yeah. Against <laughs> Gomez is a donut and just basically rolled Nani the ball. But yeah. But as you would have seen the news today, I think there was a that was part of the the Howard Webb era. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> back in the York. I know it was, it was Clattenburg, um was the ref in that yeah, Spurs yeah. game, but, but I think that was 
the but yes that right. was the Fergie era classic and it's classic the rep. days are coming back unfortunately yeah yeah, yeah. Webb's got his new job yeah the t- next 10 years yeah. uh, we're in trouble <laughs> that's why Arsenal won't win the league <laughs> um, but no you, the ref had to by, by all means he blew the blew the whistle before the goal yeah. before the ball went in the goal that's anyway the right so. decision but yeah Ronaldo trying to be a little sod and get away with it and then Sancho was brought down <coughs> by Sean Longstaff yeah I've which it's a penalty, mate. He yeah. skips inside a bit of skill. He li- yeah. leaves a dailing leg, mm. and the refs like, "No, play on." Yeah, and again, like, the refs directly in front of the, the refs are always in the right positions, but they just for, for some reason they're not giving any decisions. But yeah, for me, that yes, Sancho's thrown his body up, flicked his legs, and give it the old dive. But it's a yeah, it's a pen mm. definitely. And then Ronaldo um, got played through, and he had a, you think the ball came onto it. He shifted the ball into his left, went for the shot, air shot, but yeah. because Trippier came right across him. Mm. Fouled yeah, him. That was, yeah, that was a weird one. That. Fouled him, and again, ref just gave goal kick. Yeah. I was like, and then, but I mean, nothing's I, gone. They haven't gone back, and you know, that's actually a penalty. Like, yeah, again, nothing. I mean, I read it about it, but they should have had two penalties. Yeah. But the Newcastle should have had one, but it's bizarre. But, but yeah, again, another one. Trippier just stops Ronaldo. I know. Yes, he's he's like you said, it, he's messed it up anyway. But yeah, Ronaldo couldn't get a clean shot on goal. No. It's, it's a foul because so. he's put his leg in the way and he's fouled him. Um, yeah. But I've got a few notes on it. De Gea made his 500th appearance in Manchester United mm. and he became the first non-British or Irish player to do so. What, for them or? For Man United. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, very good. I saw that. He got a nice little bowl, didn't he? The yeah. Before the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, I think they sort of honoured Ronaldo as well, scoring 700 goals. Mm. Give him a similar thing. But he had a terrible game, didn't he? First start at home in the league. He got his... Taken off in the 70th minute and got a yellow card. No shots on target. Awful. <laughs> See you, Ronaldo. Rashford came on for him, didn't he? And he yeah, missed he it. should have scored. Oh, right, he should yeah, have had. He? He could have had two. Yeah, and Fred. Fred had that. Yeah, that was the one he came on the keeper yeah. and squared it. Um, there was a few chances in the game, but yeah, I think Newcastle would be happy with that point definitely. And do you know that was Manchester United's 76th Premier League goalless draw. 31 of them have come since Fergie's retirement in 2013. Bloody hell. And it's the most of any side in the competition since the start of 2013-14. So since Fergie's left, mm. they've had more nil-nils than any other team. Mm. Make of that as you yeah, want. Yeah, we'll Make of that number we'll what you that. want to. We're on with it. But, um, yeah, I think Man United are still... They're, they're getting there. They'll be there or thereabouts top six. Yeah, I, I think they're a solid solid sort of top six side, I think. and They are improving. Old Trafford's never enjoyable for anyone. So. No, they are improving. Newcastle look... A so solid, look at a solid yeah. top ten team who are going to be hard to beat. Yeah, they're best defense in the league. Only mm. conceded nine. Draw, they've drawn six out of ten, and yes, people say, "Oh, you got to turn those draws into wins," but they're they're obviously doing enough to right to realize, okay, at the minute we're not we're not quite firing on all cylinders, but defensively we're solid, and you got you you got to be really good to beat us, basically. And obviously, mm. City haven't beat them. United didn't score, so. And off the top of my head, them six draws, you think one of them is United away, yeah. one of them City at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember who else they've drawn to now, but mm. they're not too bad results, man. No. I'd, I'd no. take a nil-nil, I'd take a nil-nil at Old Trafford, and I'd take a, a three or at home to City. Like they just look a tough team to beat, and they've got a few injuries as well. Like Sack Maximum's on the bench. Sack Maximum, um, Isaac, played. He's not played since 28th of September. Yeah. He played 13 minutes like two weeks ago, but that's nothing. Yeah. But yeah, he's not played since Wolves away. Isaac's been out for a bit, hasn't he? And Isaac's now out. I don't know if you said that today, but he's out um, potentially for the World Cup as well. Bad so, like, hell. a long two-month. Yeah. I mean, he's got a thigh injury, like a muscle sh- um, 
injury, but yeah, and like you said, yeah, Sam Axman's out. He's a massive, probably their best player. Isaac's come in and scored a couple of goals. Looks good. He's now out. Mm. So they've, they've they haven't got their main players. They've still got bloody Chris Wood coming off the bench and mm. Callum Wilson starting. So yeah, they, they I think they're they're really really solid team. I think you're going to find that more and more now with players missing the World Cup. A little four week injury. It's the World Cup gone, isn't it? Yeah. And normally, if you get a four week injury in May, you can recuperate yeah, in time for the World right, Cup yeah. for, for for mid June. Mm. Not now. Four week, no. five week injury, you're done. Yeah, I think yeah, you're until the new year really. Yeah, it's a shame. And obviously, yeah, Isaac's a prime example. But I got a little bit on Newcastle. I was just saying that I just think they they're possibly gearing up for like a massive January transfer window because I feel like if they're they're quietly going about the business and they're sort of hovering top six, seven, maybe even a bit higher up, might be a few points off top four, might be in the top four. But I think if they're going to be there. I think their owners, they've, I think they've got a plan and they're going about it the right way and Eddie Howe's in charge and I think they're going about in a strategic fashion but I feel like they get to January, if they're right up there, I think they'll just go, right, sod it, here's this amount of money, go and buy two, three top players who we want, who we might want in six months, 12 months' time but we can't miss this opportunity, I don't think. I think, yeah, yeah. I think in January, if they're right up there, it could be quite interesting. Like accelerate their summer progress yeah, they, and go for it. Yeah, I think they've, like I said, they've got a plan and like maybe the next summer is when they go and splash a bit of cash and get some big names in. But yeah, I think if it gets January and they're right up there, they're going to, I think they're just going to bring in like one or two sort of marquee players and, and really go for it. And they're the sort of club I can see doing, buying the quote-unquote World Cup star. Like um, that's true. Hamas yeah, Rodriguez, do, like, Hamas Rodriguez form, yeah, in, in yeah. Brazil. Yeah, where he came, people knew about him, but they didn't yeah. know like how good he actually yeah, was yeah. then. And then Madrid went and got him. Um, and then Newcastle probably one of two or three clubs that could do that as well. Because after the World Cup, yeah. that person, people, players, whoever it might be, there, they'll be a ridiculous amount of money as well. So, yeah, no, it could be interesting for Newcastle fans, I reckon. Yeah, and um, what should we move on to? The Newcastle got Spurs the weekend, haven't they? Uh, Sunday, yeah, we have got United tomorrow, and then uh, Newcastle at home. Two um yeah, two challenging games. Yes, tough tough week for Spurs. Very tough. Shame you don't ever play Forest at home. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like Arsenal home every other week, so <laughs> Um Should we move on to the Spurs game? Uh yeah, we can. We so can Tottenham at home to Frankie Lampard's Everton. Yes. Yeah, I was I would just my first thing is just it was classic Conte, I think. And I think we're slowly realising what, what he's all about and that that game in on a, in our minds, we were thinking before, right, go there today, go out ever and win three or four nil, comfortable. It'd be really exciting, score a few goals, Harry Kane pop up, but I just don't think that's going to happen anymore. And Spurs yes, exciting, yeah, not not Conte, <laughs> not with Conte, but I say that we've had some, we scored loads of goals and we've had some great results, but yeah, I think at the weekend was just classic. On we were never under the under pressure. Yes, they had a couple of chances in the first half, but that. Apart from those, they, they had two shots. Those were their two shots, so both off target. Apart from that, they had nothing else in the game. And yep. Yeah, I think it was classic Conte. That's my first note I've got here. Gray and Anana both missed big chances yeah. in the first half. Like you said, both skied them over the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, Gray's was a lovely... He made it himself. He got the back of... Was it Romero, Romero Doherty? Uh, or? No, Bentacor. Bentacor, yeah. yeah. He, like, first, like the, he got it wrong at the start. He, first of all, just tried to sort of run into Gray and put him off and then from that moment he was never catching him and Gray was gone basically but yeah it's poor basically he's got hit just as he, as he get close close to the goal he just almost fell over it was just a poor finish yeah and then the second one in Arno we, um, robbed the ball of your mate yeah your Hoiberg. Mate. but to be fair Romero come charging out and when I watched it first I thought Hoiberg what are you doing but then you watch it again Romero just come 
charging out for no reason, like Hoiberg stuttered and thinking, mm. bloody, what's going on here? So he's yeah, got a bet. He's got. He's. I think that's the be- the better of the two chances. Oh yeah, and yeah, he's got hit the target. Yeah, it's poor, very poor. Target. But I, I wasn't worried when he was running through. I wasn't worried. Oh, he's going to score it. I just he looked know, really off balance. Looked, yeah, didn't he? he just looked like absolute shambles. Like just all over the show. He was on his weak, weaker side and blazed it over. Like, I know they're completely different players and completely different abilities. But if you compare him running through, how you felt then to when you watched Salah run through against oh, yeah. City, you just you know if, for them. Even if like if Gordon was playing, and he ran through, or Calvert Lewin was on, and he ran through. I'd be I'd be worried they'd score. But yeah, yeah. him like not no chance. <laughs> you just yeah. knew he was all over the place, weren't yeah. he? Um, that was about in the first half. Not really happened. It wasn't a lot, and we like for the whole game we dominated the ball. And but we the first half we didn't really. We had a couple like Richardson sort of half chance off Kane's cross. But yeah, it wasn't like we weren't like I said we weren't under pressure, but we weren't going to score. We weren't like threatening them, and it was constant goal action. It was pretty pretty uneventful half. Yeah, and going into the second half, um, obviously I thought Spurs then up their game a bit, and Everton didn't even have a shot, did they? All, all second half they were shambles. Um, how poor they just try to you saw it with a penalty you'll get but so like yes it's a penalty without a doubt Pickford yeah. just being Pickford but when they gave the penalty that all their players are surrounding the ref then then Onana tried to like fist pump Pickford and say like come on mate blah 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 and then Gray come round and tried to do you probably didn't see it on highlights but that penalty probably took like five six minutes of actual time and they were all just messing around we were like ref what are you doing Paul Tierney fucking div just get older and tell them, mate. tell them all to get out of the box and let the game continue, yeah. But, yeah, Evan were very I poor. think that was pre-planned, that, you know, because I think it was, I think Kmart said, I come out and said he was really under pressure that penalty because he just, well, they'd just come back from England, haven't they? And he's said he's yeah, taken, he's the only, he's taken hundreds yeah, of penalties against Pickford's him. like the only bloke in the world that has any idea what Kane's going to do and he definitely knows where he's going to go and he still couldn't say because like you saw the way Kane takes penalties is ridiculous what I did find quite funny or not fun, funny is the wrong word uh, interesting was obviously Kane's last two penalties he's taken in um, the Premier League against Arsenal against Ramsdale and Pickford who he's been practising against recently yeah. both keepers went the right went, yeah. both keepers went where there to, the, to yeah. their right Kane's mm-hmm. left where scored both yeah yeah but you saw the Pickford one when he hits it like he does Keeper still goes the right way. Keeper knows exactly where he's going to go, but any anyone or any any goal in the world, you can't stop it. Pickford's got to stand in that corner and wait for it, and obviously he's not mm. going to put it in that corner when he's doing that. So, yeah, he he strikes the ball so pure. Shocking he, from Pickford though, went to give it away. The, the mistake yeah. to start off, and then just he just he just off his head. I saw something talk about it the other day, but he's just always got to do something. He's always got to play up to the crowd and perform it. Like just no, just be a goalie. Like, Same as Ramsdale, mate. Yeah. Yeah, Ramsdale's he's okay though. He's grown he's grown up, I he's think. Getting he's better. Not when he's he hasn't done any knee slides since I've told him off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Pickford just get involved. Just chill out, mate. Just yeah. calm down. You've got a long kick. You're actually quite a goalie. Just stick to that and carry on. But yeah. And then as soon as the penalty went in, it was it was game. game so it was his third penalty of the week, Kane. Mm. Two uh, scored. I think I think I read somewhere that was his sixty second penalty he scored for Spurs. Yeah. That's and what's he taken? Like ninety? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, surely not. He hasn't missed thirty. Uh, no, I don't know. I'm talking about in all cop like England as well. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, he's, I, I wouldn't know. But his penalties are ridiculous. I'd say like every other golf game, just seems to have game ten <laughs> next to it. <laughs> but it's not a bad thing. Like, yeah. you, you've got to take him. You've yeah. got to score him. Mm. Um, but he proved it in a week. He, he got right underneath that one. I feel like if he if he misses the penalty, that's what happens because he hits him so hard. If he ever misses one, yeah, he's either going to slip and fall over or 
absolutely blast it over, which he did. But well, he's missed two already this year, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, Forrest, wasn't it? Forrest, yeah, when he, then, took, that's when he took his half, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Henderson took his got, got his tongue. <laughs> One nil down, half. Yeah, raising the gloves up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, with a cracking penalty. Keeper, if you hit it, if you hit it hard and hit it in that corner, he ain't no. going to save it. No, there's not much you can do about that. Just on Kane, that's his best start in terms of goals. Nine, nine from ten in the league. And in that game as well, he's... He took 11 touches in the inside the box, inside Evans' box, which is the most he's done since January, which is, which is quite surprising. Really. 11, you say? 13. 13 touches. Yeah, 13 touches in the opposition box for him, which is, like I said, he, the most since January. So you can imagine he's... He had one versus Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. Which was the penalty. Yeah, he scored, exactly, yeah. So he's been starved of service, but yeah, Everton, he, he, he was good. He was, had a good game. Was that his 400th? Yeah, I've got his game called Kang scored his 10th goal in the, his 400th game mm-hmm. for Spurs. I think he's oh, seven or eight behind Jimmy Greaves' record at Spurs. Yeah, it is. Can you, I can't remember what we said at the first episode of the, episode of the pod. We said if he scored, was it 25 goals? He becomes was, the second most. Was, yeah, I think it was slightly higher, but yeah, it was like third, might have been. Something like that. But it was a reasonable number in terms of someone of Kane's quality, but yeah. He's on course to do it. Oh, yeah. He's, um. And Harry Kane has scored in each of his last five Premier League appearances for Spurs, and it's his longest ever running, ever, ever, his longest ever scoring run in the competition. Yeah, he's, that's it. He started well, but it's, with Haaland scoring 15, it's just totally forgotten about because Haaland's a freak. But yeah, if, if he wasn't around, likes of Kane, Mitrovic, even Tony, mm-hmm. they'd, they'd be getting plaudits and God knows what. 15 goals in 16 games versus Everton. Mm. She's his second best team. Against Leicester. Leicester, he's got yeah, like 20-odd goals, yeah. hasn't he? <laughs> batters Leicester runs, every time. <laughs> runs over Leicester like nothing. But, yeah, our record against Everton's ridiculous, to be honest. Like, we haven't lost to them in, I, I don't know, it's something stupid, like 24, 25 games. Like, we've obviously won and drawn mm. a few. But, yeah, Everton at home for us is, we're going. We're very, very confident it's that it'll be a win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before we get on to the, uh, the next bit, are you going to apologise <laughs> the goal? The goal scorer. Are we gonna have a are we gonna have a statement from Mr. Kindle Brown on the yeah. Viking? Emir Hoiberg. Big clear. <laughs> For our Danish listeners, I'm sure you understood what I said. But that means sorry. <laughs> in in Hoiberg's native tongue. In Viking tongue. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Your um, mate scoring it. So we watched that. Yeah. He's... I was watching it, it was so funny because obviously you've got this be in your bonnet about old Hoiberg and um, we're watching it at um, Haybridge Swifts we're waiting for Mark to turn up for his 60th yeah yeah and as he scored everyone's like laughing so they're <laughs> laughing everyone their phones like waiting for you to yeah, text uh, you got my vi- I think yeah. I sent a video at the end uh, there's nothing I can say but the thing is I will say on on that is that if I didn't make such a big song and dance about Hoiberg there's no way he'd even be spoke about no one would even notice. Like he scored, and everyone suddenly texted me like, "So Hoiberg scored." Yes, I know. I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching him celebrate. I'm <laughs> celebrating because he just scored in front of my own eyes. Like no one would care, but obviously I've made a big song and dance about it. But he's just one of them. He's just one of them, and it's the eye test. Like for me, I just don't like the bloke. I don't like him, and that's simple. I, I think if I was going down a pub. I definitely would not be inviting him. I'd rather go with a trio of Basuma and Bentoncourt and, and not speak a word of English. But I'm sure they're... Do you know what I mean? Hoiberg just strikes me as... What, I've, I think I've got it down here, but... He just strikes me as like a big rugby lad. 
a big rugby lad, lad vibes. Drinks drinks your pint through his mouth, and like he's just a weirdo. What, just bootleg actually, jeans and yeah, just big old big old boot cuts with brown leather shoes on. <laughs> he just yeah, he just stinks. He absolutely stinks. Links chocolate. Ah, uh, just the worst sort of bloke. A bit uh, of shockwaves in the old hair. Yeah, I just. Imagine the Hoiberg and night out. Oh, awful tattoos. In terrible it. dancing. Yeah. Terrible tattoos. Oh, horrible chat with big, <laughs> nor uh, Danish teeth. Oh, vodka Red Bull drinking. Yeah, I just don't like him. But quickly on, on the chat of Hoiberg. So <laughs> Hoiberg versus Bentancourt. <laughs> Hoiberg versus Bentancourt for the season. This is Hoiberg tackle sixteen, Bentancourt twenty three. Bentancourt's had a Highest success rate of tackles, 65%. So out of out of Hoiberg's 16 tackles he's made, 44% success. Inceptions, 13 to Bentancourt's 11. Recovery, 6-9, 6-2. So those two things, he's slightly ahead of Bentancourt. Jules won, 37-38. So this, Bentancourt's one better and Jules won. So the, the chat and all this bollocks that people talk about, him being the Viking... And a defensive midfielder, and he's here and everywhere. He's a load of rubbish. Like Bencor's doing exactly the same, slightly better in some areas. Just what are you looking at? I just can't. That's the thing for me. And I watch him. He's stiff as a board. He just, ah, oh, he just gives me, gives me, just, ah, oh, just horrible, horrible bloke, horrible bloke. Who scored more goals this season, Hoiberg or your sixty million pound striker? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Leave Richie alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rick, yeah, Richardson to be honest is um yeah, a bit of a strange one to us. He's, <laughs> he's not that good, I don't think. <laughs> he's alright. He's alright, but he's like he's he's alright. He's okay, yeah. But Hoyberg has three goals and one assist. Odegaard, nine appearances, three goals, two assists. So yeah. who's better? One's a Viking and one's yeah. a um <laughs> one's a Norwegian. Nor- Norwegian <laughs> creative genius. <laughs> and Hoyberg the limited ironing board. But like you said there, the eye test is... But they're obviously the different players. Um, you get, I, I don't watch... I only watch him to wind you up. <laughs> I've got I no interest in watching Spurs yeah. and I see him and I see him do well. I'm like the first Hoiberg's thing I do is... obviously doing better this year, but he could have done any worse, so... <laughs> Their bar's so low. Yeah, and I, to me, like I said, he's just one of them. Like, Sizoko played for us. He actually started for Tottenham in a Champions League final, but... I what did he do after about two minutes of that Champions League final? He caught okay. the ball and threw it on the floor. But <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's just one of them. Like Sizoko, like I said, starts in the Champions League final. Obviously, does something that I'll never understand and can't even see. But Hoiberg must be doing the same. He must be doing exactly what Conte wants, when he wants it, how he wants it. He's obviously doing something brilliant, and I can't see it. But he's one of them. I'll never like him. Unless we win something and he scores the winner. Yeah. <laughs> All be forgotten. Yeah. Right, I think that pretty much sums up that game. Should we quickly move on to the Southampton-West Ham game? I think that was the last swing and then we'll, do yeah. a, we'll have a quick break, we'll have a quick round-up and yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, go from good. there. Um, so Southampton-West Ham was on the Sunday, wasn't it? Sunday afternoon. Um, 1-1, West Ham took the lead, Rice equalised. Yeah, um, Southampton took the lead, sorry. Have you ever... Sorry, yeah. Have you ever heard of Romain Perrard? No, I had a little look of where he came from. Like he was a left back, I think. I don't know if he's played left back at a weekend, but um, yeah, he's a random. No idea who he is. He played like some dodgy French side and it's come out of nowhere. But that goal is 
quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> it's quite funny. I, I'm funny, not, funny for who? Uh, anyone who's not a West Ham fan. The throw-in is a not a perfect throw, but it's it's allowed. It just is allowed. It looks terrible. Walker Peters' foot is on the line, but whatever. It looks terrible. But what what is going on there? Bowen, Bowen gets body checked. <laughs> that Peru just steps up. Ben's one gets a deflection. Fabianski's flapping at it. So just a comedy of errors, really. It's so like you said, an absolute comedy of errors. Mm. Um, I actually think, sorry. Do you think the the goal should have stood? Like, the, I think the the ref is although he's going away at Bowen, he's actually not. There's nothing he can do about it. Bowen's got. To, I know it sounds stupid, but Bowen's got to get out of his way. It's one of those really. It's if that happens to Spurs, what's your god on, honest truth? Are you happy with that goal stands? Oh no, you're fuming. You're absolutely fuming. But I think that I always give it. I always give it that eye test. Yeah, so yeah. Is it? Is it? If it's your, if your team, yeah, definitely fuming. But I don't think you can actually. There's not anything you can do about that. If the ball had touched a ref, is and then I think then it gets stopped. But mm. the fact it's just Bowen's obviously t- unfortunately turned and <laughs> the refs, the refs right in the mix and wanted to <laughs> bang one in from twenty yards. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's obviously very unfortunate, but I don't think there's actually anything you can do about it. No, I get off her tension there. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, but then, like you said, who's Peru? Like, no. <laughs> who's that? I saw his score and I was like, "What's his first yeah. name?" Because I'm not going to be able to pronounce no. it. So I need to know the full name. Yeah, but South Adams up the first half quite well. They had another chance. I can't remember at the. It might have been um. Chad Adams, Chad Adams had, the, had the save. They took him off that, I think, mm. towards the early part of the second half. But apart I, from that, I think West Ham dominated by the sounds of things. Yeah, well, I said to you before, I thought I fancied Southampton to get something out of this game. Mm. I just thought West Ham obviously played in Europe in the week. Um, they haven't had the best record playing in Europe than playing on the Sunday. No, but they're unbeaten at five at St Mary's. Are they? Yeah, so they're, they're going to that game probably quite confident, and rightly so. Mm. Like I said, Southampton, are, I think they're now back in the bottom three for the first time since the first week. Are they? So they've lost four out of the last five, drawn against West Ham. So, yeah, West Ham would have gone into that game full of confidence and... Probably very frustrated they didn't get a win. You're right. Did you say you, they've got Bournemouth tonight as we're playing? Yeah. Uh, Southampton, Bournemouth away, yeah. And then Southampton have got Arsenal at home. It's I, not getting any better for them, is it? I think, I'll put it out there, if Southampton get zero points out of the next two, he'll be gone. He has, he yeah, has to go. Is it time to go? While we're talking about Southampton quickly, my one of the listeners, the regulars, Callum Doyle, who's um, from Southampton, born and bred, but... Um, United fan then is he probably? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's sports man United. No, no, he's, yeah, a saint. Um, no, he's out in Texas in a minute, um, living out. But Texas. Yeah, hopefully you're listening, Callum, and enjoying our Hassan Huddle <laughs> slander. But yeah, quickly on Southampton, no win in five. Yes, they stopped the rot and drew at the weekend against West Ham. But like I said, dropped back into the bottom three. They were twentieth after the first week after losing against us. But yeah, back in the bottom three now. they yeah, Ralph is he's on a He's on a very, very thin rope, I think. I think we were saying last week that's the team we think could slide in there. Yeah. Um, didn't we say Didn't we say a while back on the pod that there was an article going around that the players were so surprised he weren't sacked in the summer or something like that? But would, yeah. To lose, he lost 9-1 twice, 9-0 yeah. twice. Like, I just think he's had his time. He's ever got changes. They've just got get someone those, fresh yeah. in now. Get something new and give the players something else. It just ain't that good. He's up. been there three years now, four yeah, years. And like, on Southampton, like, so I've got a little thing here. I'm going to quickly try and explain it if I can. So so when Hazard joined, when he took over, it was in 2018. So since then, they've finished 16th, 11th, 15th, 15th, and obviously they're um, 18th right now. So in comparison to Burnley, who are now relegated in Championship, 2018-19, Burnley were 15th, Southampton were 16th. 
1920, Burnley were 10th, Southampton 11th. 2021, Burnley 17th, Southampton 15th. But they that year they both lost 19 games. <laughs> 20 So last season, Burnley obviously relegated Southampton 15th, but only five points clear of... Um, relegation. Uh, yeah, five points clear of relegation. And they only lost once. Once less. One less, sorry. Lost one less game than Burnley did. Yeah. So they're definitely one of those teams that, like Burnley did, they escape relegation. They, oh, we're 15th, we're doing all right. Well, John Dyke, what a brilliant manager. And then suddenly they get relegated. So I think Southampton... On that steady decline. Definitely, definitely hovering around it. And if it's not this year, it'll be even closer next year. So, yeah, I just, I just don't know. I've got a feeling about them. There's, like you said about Hassan, if they don't change it, what is going to change? Yeah, like that slow steady decline. Just, they used to be the team that would invest in good players that yeah. get sold on. Young, when was the last time a good Southampton player got sold? Yeah. Like, they used, Liverpool used, used to be that joke. Liverpool would go in there and pick someone. Spurs done it as well. Yeah. Three or four. All of them. I know you didn't get it from there, but he was. that's where you saw him from. Yeah, basically. Wanyama. Was the same. When was the last good player they actually <coughs> sold? I'm trying to think. Yeah. Well, it, well, we've got Forster over the summer. I know he's he's not a brilliant player, but, but he's there. He was up. their number one, wasn't yeah. he? He was Southampton's number one. He's now now no, no longer there. So, yeah, they're definitely on a decline. Um, a bit on West Ham though. I thought obviously Rice, lovely little goal he scored. Yeah, it's good. That's that's the only positive thing I'll always say about West Ham. That is Declan Rice. He's just unbelievable. He's brilliant. And he's brilliant. I also thought. I know he didn't score, but Skamaka had looked very dangerous. Yeah, he had a lot few. of chances. He 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 looked. If you can look good about scoring as a striker, he did that. Like some some strikers playing, they don't score, but they just look shambolic. He actually mm. he had like some sort of volleys and attempts that were basically in, and yeah, he he looked a bit of a threat, didn't he? He looked really promising, like going forward, and in, yeah. definitely, which is not good for other teams. Well, he just looks for me like I'd rather watch him. I'd rather him play for me than Antonio. Yeah, just to yeah, he started basically. He got taken off like the 18th minute mm. or something, but. Finally, getting a game. Antonio comes off the bench. I think a lot of West Ham fans probably want to see Antonio sooner. I think he came on like five, ten to go. But yeah. if you give him like twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes against that sort of side, Antonio is just a chaos factor, isn't he? Yeah. Just a, don't know what he's going to do, and he would be ideal in that game, I think. But yeah, just Rice. He he's just one of those players, and the eye test with Rice is exactly why he's such a good player. You watch him. He he might not score. He doesn't assist, but you watch him. Like, yeah, he's a he's a brilliant centre fielder. And, Yes, you can't really argue that, can you? So if he doesn't score and doesn't assist, he does everything that Hoiberg does apart from scoring assists. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If I I watch Declan Rice though, I know yeah. you're laughing, joking, but I wanted you up. No, no, but when you watch Rice, he's obviously a far better player yeah. than Hoiberg would ever even dream about. But Hoiberg scored three and assisted one. So does that make um, Hoiberg better than Declan Rice? No, no, no not no. in any planet does that happen. So shove your stats up your arse. <laughs> Yes. But so yeah, sorry, on West Ham. Liverpool tomorrow night. That is a tough, tough game. And uh-uh, probably on it. So I've actually oh, got little, I've actually got a few things on that actually. Um so the last time they played at Anfield, um Liverpool won one nil. I think it was Trent scored. Um it's eighth versus twelfth. Yes. Um personally I can only see home win. Yeah, I think I think Liverpool win. I think West Ham won there in 2016 3-0 and that was Lanzini Sacco, I remember that and the club legend Noble uh, yes I remember Maybe. that because that, that was when they started the season really well and Pyatt was yeah and that skin. was their I mean they won before I think they won in like 1964 or something so their record at Anfield is like most just before of, they won the World Cup <laughs> yeah 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 
that was a friendly, I think, for the World Cup. But yeah, their record at Anfield is abysmal, like most other sides. But so in that game, this is my little. I said to I've got a little question, a little, little bit of knowledge for him. Here we I'm go. Quite excited about. Here we um, go. So yeah, they play Liverpool tomorrow night, and Liverpool had three players. So sorry, West Ham 2016 when they won 3-0. Yeah. Their last win at Anfield in the league. Liverpool had three players start that day who all started against Man City at the weekend. Who were they? James Milner. Um, Firmino. Yep, two out of two so far. Um, and it's got to be Andy Robertson. No! no. That would so, give you one more chance. Um, so, let me go for it. Alison Robertson, Gomez, Van Dijk, Milner, Elliot, Thiago, Fabino, Salah. And he was the who played left with Jota, so... So, I'll, I'll give you a clue. You've said his name. I've <laughs> <laughs> said his name, you idiot. It's an old team. <laughs> it's got to be... So, you got Firmino and Milner, both started. Um, one more. Well, it weren't Van Dijk, it weren't Alisson, it weren't Gomez. It weren't Fabinho, and it weren't Thiago, and it weren't Jota, so it's got to be Salah? No. Well, it's too early for Salah to sign for Liverpool then. Shall I tell you? Um, um, Joe Gomez, was it? No, he was signed. Klopp was because Klopp wasn't the manager then, was he? Or was he? 16, I'm going to say no. It was still Brendan Rodgers. Um... Let me start again. <laughs> Alison, no. Robertson, you're saying no. Robertson, no. Um, Van, Van Dyke, Dyke, no. No. Joe Gomez. Mm, he, did he sign him? Milner, Milner I've got. Right back, yeah. It definitely wasn't Thiago. It definitely wasn't Fabinho. It definitely wasn't Harvey Elliott. I think Harvey Elliott was even born then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Salah. He wasn't. No, because Klopp signed Salah. Fabinho. Fabinho, I've got. Yeah. And Jota. And Jota. So it's got to be Gomez. It was, yep. yeah. It was Firmino, Milner, and Joe Gomez. Joe was Gomez is only twenty-five. Yes, I forgot. I thought. I thought um, Klopp had signed him. No, yeah, he's, he played that that day. He was like obviously eighteen or whatever yeah. it was, eighteen, nineteen. So, yeah, but it's pretty cool to be fair. And I always say like, oh, they need to like they always rejuvenate their sides and replenish their squads. And yeah, those three players have been there since God knows. So mm. yeah, they started that day and went West Ham on three 0 But yeah, I can't see it happening tomorrow. I can't see a three 0 win for West Ham. No, it'll be. They'll just be backs against the wall, and they. I think they even at Southampton they played four fullbacks, so I think a very similar scenario tomorrow. Yeah, I fancy them to set up a, a three-five to whatever that yeah, formation is further back, and just do what they can, I suppose. And I, th- I think West Ham are fully aware of that and understand. But if they get anything, they'll be over the moon. Yeah, I think that brings a little close to that segment, and we'll be back um, after this quick break. We're going to whip through the rest of the fixtures from the weekend. Starting with Friday night at the, is it the G-Tech? G-Tech Community Brentford, Stadium, yeah. something like that. Um, Brighton. Brentford to Brighton nil. Eve Antony at the double. Um, I've just got a few notes here. Same old Brighton crying out for a striker. Yeah, they've suddenly, with Potter, they had a little set up and plan. Now they've reverted back to old Brighton and Welbeck looks like a donkey again, doesn't mm. he? So. And the striker they could really do with is Eve Antony, who yeah. surely has to go to the World Cup now. Yeah, 
you don't. Mm, I would. I would put him in there. Sure, it's something different. Totally different. Very good at penalties as well. Um, in brilliant form. So I think he's England's second best striker at the moment in form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, he looks good. Quick note on his penalties. He's got twenty penalties for Brent Brentford. Twenty out of twenty, and eight in the Premier League. Even that alone is probably yes. worth your weight in gold yeah. to go to the World Cup. You think yeah. if, if England are going to win the World Cup, they're mm. going to probably play a penalty shootout at some yeah. stage. And that's a like we said last week about all these sort of sides. But Brentford, they've won a game there like like nothing. No one's really thought about. It, but that's a really, really good three points there for Brentford. Mm. Um, but yeah, pretty uneventful game, wasn't it? Brighton were yeah. kept loads of the ball and looked nice. But yeah, Brentford Tony up front done the business. And then talking about uneventful game, Leicester nil, Palace nil, skip, skip. Um, <laughs> Wolves one, Forest nil. Um, little funny thing, you see Forest's post-match Instagram yeah, post. Yeah, the the the, so the Twitter is coming yeah. for the Wolves, something like that. Yeah. Play t- and then Wolves switched off the game. Playtime's yeah. over. It's just children, like two <laughs> awful sides. Um, yeah. the tale of two penalties, really. Yeah. Never scored one. Oh yeah, Johnson's one. That was and awful, Brennan Johnson it? missed. Awful. Jose Sarr saved his second penalty of the season. Mm. But then that just sums up Forest. I think, like, like again, like many other teams, they can't score from twelve a free shot from twelve yards. So they're they're in, they're in big trouble, aren't they? And Nevis's penalty saw Wolves end the run of three hundred and seventy minutes without a goal in the Premier League. Mm. And they are the twenty. They were the final side in the Premier League to score a goal in the second half. Yeah, I heard so. that. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's again, that's a good three points for him. A typical modern new game: one nil Wolves yeah. or one nil to the opposition. That's, yeah, that's always going to happen this season. Yeah. Um, Fulham two. Bournemouth too. I think it's not a bad result for both. No, I right. think they'd both be very happy. Bournemouth probably, probably frustrated they they couldn't win. But yeah, they were they six unbeaten. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the Scott Parker derby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> at one stage, Bournemouth were sixth when they were winning. They took the lead twice, and at both yeah. stages they were sixth. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Mitrovic's fiftieth goal since last season. <laughs> League goal. He's on fire. <laughs> Which yeah. is um, he's come pretty back. Nuts. I think he was out injured. For yeah, a missed a game. Yeah. yeah. But as soon as look, as soon as he's fit, kick out Vinicius oh, yeah. and bring him back, and he but scores that, straight the away. Though, like, yeah, they had Vinicius who couldn't hit a barn door. Now Mitrovic, like you said, fifty goals in a seat, a year or whatever it is like ridiculous. Since Bournemouth lost nine 0 to Liverpool, and they're the only unbeaten team in the Premier League. Mm. <laughs> oh, nil at the wheel. Still got to give him the job. Yeah, though. got to give him the job. Short, well, at least get to the end of the season. And to end our quick roundup, we'll go to the Sunday game that was televised for some reason. <laughs> Villa nil, oh, Chelsea nil. That's what I said. That in that moment, there was Newcastle United, uh, May United Newcastle. There was the Arsenal game on. Why not Southampton West Ham? Yeah. As well. Why not any of those games? They showed Villa Chelsea. Um, my first note here is Mings. Oh dear, oh, oh dear. Absolute <laughs> minging defending. If you wanted to um, look up the Google dictionary, fifty p header. <laughs> <laughs> that is what comes up. That donut. Oh. I can't believe it when I watched I was like whoa it's <laughs> just done because it, it is yes the ball's spinning and I know why it's happened but you're meant to be England elite level footballer and you've allowed that to spoon off your head it's awful awful yeah, so you can say why Gerard doesn't fancy yeah, it blood, yeah and you saw the photo but he just like turns around in absolute shock yeah. he's like praying that oh, the ball darkness, doesn't yeah. just praying the ball doesn't end up in that but yeah Mount Mount uh, watched it onto his foot and finished well. And it was a, yeah, and Mount then finished off the game with a lovely free kick. Yeah, it's good. Martinez does a little move to the side in after Actually, that game no, over. No, it wasn't good. Tell it back. <laughs> no, retract, <laughs> retract that comment immediately. I'm not concentrating. I know you're not his biggest fan, are you, though, Mount? No, no, not Mount, but what's the goalie doing? It's the ball. Yeah. If the goalie just concentrates for a, a millisecond, he just catches it and goes, yep, cheers, Mount, but 
Yeah. Jeez, Mount. Yeah, doesn't score, and then the guy the other end, Watkins, pops on, but... So in his yeah. last three games for Chelsea, he's got two assists against Wolves, an assist against AC Milan, and two goals versus Villa Mason now. Mm. So he's really seemed to be improving under Mister after Har- under Harry Potter's <laughs> yeah. spell. Potter, not a Potter spell. Potter's yeah, he's sprinkling some magic on Mount. <laughs> Pod- future podcast title. Yeah, that. That and at 23 years old and 279 days, Mason Mount is the second youngest player to score 25 Premier League goals for Chelsea. Just under Eden Hazard. Ooh. Um, They've done a well with Potter since coming, mm. they? And going for a player who's also improved under Potter is Kepper. Mm. How it was 1 0 to Chelsea Actually, after yeah, the game. Yeah, we were going to, yeah, that will lead nicely into the team in a week, but Kepper was ridiculous. Yeah, as, well, ridiculous. As, as Jack just mentioned then, we'll, we'll merge these two segments together yeah. as great um, host of Bread <laughs> Podcast <laughs> presenters we are. Yes, we are. Like um, a nice link. <laughs> Team of the week, so I put him in last week. Special mention to him, and obviously yeah. as a listener of the show, I think he gave him a bit of confidence. <laughs> a bit of confidence. He's, he's ah, oh, they, they pull off the, pull off these saves. Yeah, yeah. So Kepper, we actually put Kepper to the vote. Yes, because there were three goalkeepers. It was David Raya, Kepper, Asbilla Laga. Yes, and Saar, Jose Saar, and Jose Saar, and Kepper um, came out on trumps. Fifty-three percent, I think he got. Yeah, he's brilliant. He made some unbelievable saves. Really, the one mm. he's like head is basically in the goal, and he's. He's just totally backwards into the goal. I don't know how he's done it. I just don't know how he's saved it. Mad save, isn't it? Yeah, from um, like header from point blank range. Ridiculous. Oh, it's, it's the um, quality of saves as well that's impressing me. So despite yeah. only playing three matches this season, if any of you listeners out there know XG stats or are interested in XG stats, um, Kepper has prevented more goals than any other goalkeeper in the Premier League with his saves. Kepper is meant to have conceded, this is what this XG, XG said, yeah. 3.2 goals. And he hasn't. <laughs> and he hasn't. He's um, I think he's he might have one. I think I don't know, but he's um, and he's only played three games, so that shows how well he's been playing. Yeah, he's very good. Um, and it's sort of quite big, I think, from Potter to come in and just they obviously signed Mendy as a the big goalie, big number one, and yeah, straight away decided Kepper's his man, and he's doing a, he's doing very well. Well, especially as Mendy's had a bit of a dodgy last. Well, yeah. Can you put it back six months now? But even Kepper because. I don't care if he hasn't really played in that time, but he was not playing because he's been pretty average and mm. making some blunders like Mendy's now done. So, yeah, it's strange because you feel like they've got two good goalies, but they're just so inconsistent. Uh, yeah, Kepa's been given a nod and Potter likes him, I think. Maybe he's showing why he's the most world's most expensive goalkeeper now. Possibly, yeah. <laughs> Might be his time. Was it £72 million, pound, I think it was? Yeah. But what, so, back to... So, Kepa in goal. Back to... Back the, to... So... We've gone for a Liverpool back two mm. of Big Verge and Gomez. Joe Gomez, who actually yeah. got man of the match, didn't he? Yeah, I'd, yeah, they were, they were very good, weren't they? Stop, stop, like I said, stop Haaland scoring. Don't you? you must have played pretty well to yeah. to prevent that from happening, or City from scoring full stop. So, yeah, they were just good. Like I said, they just headed and volleyed everything that came in the box. They they just set up perfectly. Like I said, Van Dyke switched on and was like, right, I'm going to show how good I am today. Gomez matched him as well. Yeah, just both really, really good. Yeah, band up back to his cool, calm, collected best. Yeah. And Gomez, his sidekick next to him was was really well, played really well. Yeah, they and just, they got man of the match. Well together, didn't they? Very well. Um, but because of our ruling, we played the two the two Liverpool players. It means yeah. we can't put a third one in there. So uh, yeah, we can't put the Egyptian king. Can't put the Egyptian king. In, but I will mention him shortly. Um, Midfield, we've gone for Mount and Mount Viking, and the Viking is in there. Two players that Jack's not 
particularly fond of a boat. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, I don't know how they've got him, but no, they, oh yes, Mount, Mount a good game. Hoiberg's playing well at the minute. I say that through gritted. Can you say that again? I didn't quite hear that. Oh yeah, I say it through gritted teeth. Can you say that exact sentence again? No, no. You, I don't think the listeners. Quite you can listen that back on the pod. You can <laughs> pause it and rewind. But no, he's doing well. He's doing well. But like I said, doing well for Hoiberg. And then up top, big Ivan Tony. Yeah. Or Ivan Tony. Whatever, yeah. however you pronounce it. Um, Brentford's main man. Anyway. Two goals, good form, and thought, yeah, why not put him in there? Yeah, I think it's a not a not that's a wrong word. I'd say an underrated little little side. That I think it's about, like, a most balanced team. Yeah, it's, a, it's very. I think they'd be a very good side. Kepa five side though, a six side. I can imagine it's a pretty. Oh, it would be unbelievable yeah, in, the, in those hockey goals. Well, you haven't got to cover any crosses. Yeah. You've got a little box that you can't go in, so you're protected yeah. at all times. You play with no gloves as well. Yeah. Definitely, just all feet and legs. <laughs> Yeah, Big Bollock. Verge sprang balls up. Oh, you wouldn't get past him. Oh God, get him over the Swift. <laughs> Viking box to box. <laughs> yeah, good side. Yeah, no, good side. Um, right, should we move on to our winner and loser of the week? Yeah, go on, take you kicks off. So my about? winner, I've gone for two. Only be- only one recently. About well, I'd say about twelve hours ago. Um, I'm going to shout out to my to my friend. My fellow Arsenal mate, James Griff. Uh, oh, yeah. He yeah. passed his driving test Griff, today. Yes, finally. Um, so, well done, mate. cheers to you, mate. I would raise my beer, but I'm actually drinking water at the moment. So, <laughs> That's um, in the hangover. Cheers to, um, cheers to you, my friend. Yeah, well done, Griff. Well done. Finally, mate. Well done. Yeah, well done. And I thought I'd give you a shout out for that. And my main winner of the week is my goat, Mo Salah. <laughs> um... <laughs> the goat is back, as I've put earlier. Um, four goals in a week now. Quickest yeah. ever player to score a Champions League hat trick. Was it six, uh, seven minutes, eight minutes? Yes. Yeah, put the Scottish against the league. Put the Scottish side, lead to the absolute. Yeah. What's the what's to sword, the to the sword? sword. Um, I think now we're gonna start. He's gonna start <coughs> ca- not catching Harlem, but he's gonna start getting his goal yeah. every other game. Tonight, uh, tomorrow night, West Ham could be another. Yeah. Couple goals if he's on it. He'll again. start. I think maybe he needed that wake-up call at Arsenal where he got hooked after 60 minutes, yeah. then got dropped for the Liverpool for the um, Rangers game. Liverpool looked thought, good at the weekend, didn't they? But Salah looked back. He was, yeah, he he was, was dangerous. Well again. up for it. He, he was yeah, fierce. Um, not want to be up against him. Yeah, I just, I, he's one of my favourite players. So yeah, well, favourite player, non-Arsenal players, but yeah, yeah. I just thought I would go with that. Fair enough. My win of the week, as of last night, uh, gone for Kareem Benzema. After he was named Ballon d'Or for the year, I mean he's weak in general. So on Sunday he puts his side one 0 up against Madrid, uh, against Madrid, against Barcelona in the El Clasico. Mm. They win three one, perfect Sunday, uh, and then last night he gets given um, a Ballon d'Or. So yeah, he's had a ridiculous, ridiculous year or season, however you want to yeah. put it. Scored forty four goals in forty six matches. Um, in across across all top five European leagues, he had fifty six goal involvements, which Nuts is the highest, it. which is high, like, higher than Mbappe, Haaland. So, against the top top players, he's he's right up there. Um, and yeah, like last season, he won the Champions League, La Liga, Spanish Cup, and the European Super Cup. So and top goal scorer, I think, in all of them, money. Yeah, that. and it's just yeah, a class class player. He's the oldest winner since uh, Stanley Matthews won it, won the first Dear. first prize in um, nineteen fifty six. And he's the first French winner since Zidane in '98, who actually had in the trophy last night. Yes, I did see that. Yeah, and also a little side note on Benzema: his current girlfriend is 
mother of his baby and his child. So sorry, so his girlfriend, his current girlfriend, his his mother of his child, and the child and his actual mum were all there last night to witness him getting a trophy. So I think Benzema is on top and of the world. And he was dressed. He copied Tupac's outfit. Yeah, he's have a, you he's seen the a, picture? He's a staunch Tupac fan. Yeah, yeah. He always put his videos. He loves his little like Instagrams. And he's yeah. a pretty cool, um, cool guy. Our, um, while we're on the case of Madrid, shout out to my um, Madrid listener Alberto, yes. who um, ne- this time, well, next year will be attending the Bernabeu. Yeah, we'll see. You hopefully, we do a soon. hopefully we do a talking loyal yeah, episode live. in Madrid, <laughs> do a live one in um, uh, in the Bernabeu. Um, but no, I think Benzema's now getting. I know it's now fashionable for a bit, but he's now yeah. getting the credit he deserves. All them years. Yeah. I remember. I actually remember one tweet. We still still be out there now. But ne- um, not Neville. Lineker was like, he's good, but. He only scores with every other guy yeah. game for Real Madrid. He's, there's better out but there. He's at a side of Real Madrid than likes of Ronaldo. Yeah, it was always he's shadow. All, always a second, third player, wasn't he? Sort of behind. Even when Bale was there, it wasn't about Benzema. No. Bale and Ronaldo were there. So, yeah. And he's, he's now 34 years his... old and he's finally... All right, the Ballon d'Or's an extreme sort of example of something to finally do. But, yeah, he's getting that acknowledgement. Um, yeah, he's had a brilliant, brilliant season. and yeah, Brilliant 18 a, months and he's just been... Yeah, and he's, a, he's obviously an incredible striker. But quickly, Kane, Harry Kane, was 21st in that list of Ballon d'Or, whatever you want to call it. Highest English player. And uh, who, was, who was 11th, Tate? Uh, uh, voted 11th. Voted 11th. Came 11th in the list. Um, you, you're really, you really like him. Voted 11th in the Ballon d'Or list? Oh. <laughs> if we had... <laughs> <laughs> When we get our when we get our YouTube uh, set up here, he's just leant back in his chair, <laughs> snapped a picture. <laughs> so it can only the, be the the world's most renowned celebration. It can only be that Hong Min Sun or Song. Yeah, yeah how you want to call it? He was eleventh uh, in the list, and 11th. there was um, no Arsenal players in the list. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know Saka was there, weren't he, for some young player young, thing? Yeah, he was nominated, but didn't quite get it. Oh. <laughs> well, wait till we win the league, mate. Uh, here we go. Look, so you're in a tight race. You're in it. Are you in the race or not? No, we're not. You're not. Not yet. If Harlan uh, gets on. injured, then yeah, maybe. Moving no. on. We lose of the week. Go on. Lose of the week. Right. I've got a really weird one here. <laughs> Mine's weird as well. Um. So, how do I even start this? Right. My loser of the week is I really I need to actually know how to pronounce this properly. Is Stad Rem. I think that's how you pronounce it. They're a French team. Um, that Florian Balagon plays for. Um, Does Joe Roden play for him? Stad no, Ren? N- no, this, 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 that's, this, oh. that's Stad Ren, and this is Stad Ren's oh, oh, R-E-I-M-S. Yeah, yeah. So, those who know me, they know I'm an absolute sad freak who just loves Arsenal and loves football. And there's like weird, weird, just weird person who likes players that, whatever. So, if anyone if anyone's got an app on their phone, Flash Scores is like the go app the go, for yeah. football. Everything. So all Arsenal players that go on loan and actually care about, I'll then star their teams and see if they start, <laughs> see how, see they, how they play, seeing how they're getting on. So yeah. for example, on my stars, obviously Arsenal are on there. I've got um, Bristol City for Brooke Norton Crofty, <laughs> Black, oh Blackpool for Charlie Patino, um, and I've got Stad Rem for. Um, Florian Balagon and I've got Marseille for Nuno Tavares. Like it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm no, a com- no, he doesn't play for us anymore. <laughs> but I'm just a complete freak who does that for some reason. But I'm interested to see Balagon doing well. Yeah. So 
he's scored six goals and one assist in the 11 games he's played so far. But the reason I put him as loser of the week is because they keep getting red cards. <laughs> so they've played 11 games this season. He hasn't got one, has he? No, they've played 11 games this season. And in <laughs> and the end of their games, there's been 10 reds. <laughs> 10 reds! <laughs> For them, there have been eight players have been sent off in 11 games. <laughs> and against, they've had two of the opposition players sent off. I'm laughing because I'm just thinking of Tate, like, sat at his home on his phone, like, oh, how are they doing today? He's, like, gutted. No, but their He's thing gutted. pops up when I get notification. And it's like a red card. <laughs> oh, God's sake, another one. I want, I want Flo to score more goals. Yeah, he's, he's, um, on, he's picked a poor side. He's they've won one game this season. <laughs> Drawn six, lost four. They're 15th somehow. Eight reds. That Eight reds terrible. in 11 games. That is terrible. <laughs> Absolutely shambolic. That's and the other, and the other games, so they've... I think the week they just come, they drew. I think they lost one nil or something like that. Two reds. <laughs> <They had nine laughs> what they do? They obviously booting people up there. The last four. Ga- I think it's the last five games. have been down to ten men. <laughs> How you been to win? The, who's the manager? Is he? He needs to have a look at that. I don't know who he is. But I just saw. I was oh. like, God, has Balogun been playing all the time? Or he's played every game. Yeah. Oh, he's part of that draw. <laughs> six goals though. Six goals How in eleven what, games. 18, 19? Uh, nineteen. I think. Yeah. Bloody hell. Bloke. But it's not bad. Six goals for a team who have played eleven games. We've got eight reds. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> I mean, good from him, but yeah. But no, that is my um, loser of the week. I like it. All right, my loser of the week is a bit of a rogue one. And he's a, he's a, it's got a bit of a backstory. So my he loser just pulled his laptop <laughs> yeah, closer for to, it. <laughs> to read what I've got down. I can't. I can't just rattle this one off. But so my loser of the week is. The random Tottenham fan I met on the train last Wednesday night <laughs> when we were at home to uh, Frankfurt, the Champions League. The reason why <laughs> I know what's coming here is because this person is his, I don't know how to say it, maybe it's his personality or char- characteristic trait, or it's just how how they are as a person really infuriates me. So, for some reason, I'm with my dad at this time, getting get on the train. And for some reason, we've engaged in conversation with him about Tottenham and whatever. That's fine. We're just talking about Spurs. He saying this, saying that, whatever. Little little comments were made, and we started talking. That's absolutely fine. Talk about football, whatever. But then he resorts to the classic. So do you go? Do you go to many games? Do you go? Do you go away? You got you got a season ticket? Uh, we at Brighton because we just played Brighton a weekend away. So obviously, this bloke reckons that he goes to all the games. He says. He's he's been to every single away game apart from Wolves because he's right. Oh, I mean, misses were who actually cares, mate? That's what the main issue I've got with these people is. Who actually cares if you've been to every single minute, every single game? If you've been to the under twenty ones, who cares? You're not. You don't know anything more or less than I do. I know nothing more or less than than what you've seen. So for me, yeah, you just got those sort of people. If you are this person and you're listening, and hopefully I'm not. I that's why that's why it winds me up as well is that. I go to the games. Tate goes to Arsenal games. Griff goes to Arsenal games. Do you know what I mean? People, everyone goes to games. No one, unless you're Man United fans. Yeah, unless, yeah, <laughs> unless you're Man United and you're stuck in your sofa in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but JJ goes to Ipswich games. Like, Apparently. it just doesn't matter. It just, I just, it winds me up so much. And and just because you do or do not go to games, you can still have an opinion on football and your team. Yeah, hundred percent. Everyone watches. Everyone tries and. Watches as much football as possible, so yeah. That if you're that sort of person, that sort of personality trait, you need to stop. And yeah, like I said, that bloke is a loser of the week. How old is he? 
Uh, I'd say he had a. He said he had a kid. Late forties, I reckon. His kid was like apparently sixteen or whatever. Yeah, but yeah I reckon mid forties. Yeah, it just winds me up. It just don't, I could I could sit there. My dad could sit there and bore you. He's he's nearly sixty. He could bore you of all the games he's been to, all the away home European nights. Who cares? Mm. We, but we don't. We don't go. Oh, but you're changing. Oh, yeah, I mate. So what? Like I can mm. still tell you, Royale is rubbish. I can still tell you, I hate Hoiberg. I can still tell you, Harry Kane's a joke. Like yeah. So if you're that sort of person, stop. Perfect. Right before we close episode fourteen. Let's revert back to the top of the show. Yes. With Erling Haaland running away with the Golden Boot Award this season, what is the record number of goals scored in a season by a player and not win the Golden Boot? Hmm. So I think. Is it is it a rogue player? No. 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 Don't look at me because I'll give it away. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Harry Kane. How many goals? He scored 28. What, the first one, right? Oh, it was Harry Kane. It was Harry Kane. Was it? Harry Kane became the first player to score 30 goals Ooh. in a 38 Premier League game and season and, and not win the Golden Boot. How many score? Thirty? Was it thirty? Bang on. Yeah. Ah. Who won the Golden Boot that year? Uh, Come on, should be an easy one. If Harry Kane scored thirty, who holds the record? Um, the got, goat. I was gonna. Say, I was gonna say Salah, or I was gonna say. I was going to say Aguero because of City, but yeah, Salah was on the tip of my tongue. Salah holds a record of 32 goals in a 38-game season. Yes, that is why he's the GOAT. Can you imagine with 30 goals and not win the Premier and not oh, win the Golden Boot? <laughs> and like you said, imagine like last year, Son and was it Thingy? Aubameyang, wasn't it? No. No, Aubameyang shared it with um, uh, so, uh, Salah and... No, Son and Salah shared it last yeah, year, didn't they? Sorry. Yeah, Aubameyang yeah. shared it a few years back with... Like Marnie and others, Salah. Yeah. Yeah. But they, like what, last year, Son 23 or something? Yeah. 30 mm. odd goals and you, 30 goals and yeah, you'd be gutted. Mm. Oh, good, I like it. That's two out of two, isn't it, if you? I'm doing alright. I'll give you the first bit of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Got Harry Kane. And you got the old Robbie Fowler one as well, so. Yeah. Knowledge. Yeah, so Knowledge is power. Not too bad, you've been doing your revision. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Harry, if you're listening, shove it. See! <laughs> 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 What a lovely end to the episode. <laughs> so, um, as we talk about at the beginning of the show, um, again, thank you for the 2,000 views. Um, really appreciate it. So, we'll roll on 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, and roll on Matt Jarvis sitting here in the bunker with That's us. That's what we want. Jarvis on the sofa. Um, West Ham. And like, what we want to do going forward is like a new segment of listeners' questions. If you've got anything over the weekend you want us to discuss, or if you want to... If Hoiberg scores a hat trick and you want Jack to really have to apologise, <laughs> you want him to say a whole sentence. Yeah, you want him to say, "Hi, I'm, J- Hi, week, I'm Jack, and yeah, I'm and I'm an idiot in Danish." Week I'll learn something new in Danish. If <laughs> He'll learn it. Well. Um, yeah, keep like if you've already done your fast styles on Spotify, fantastic. Leave us a review on Apple Music if you can. Apple Podcast, sorry. And yeah, we're going to be on YouTube soon. So if you do watch yeah. it on there. Even if you just want to comment on there, because you can leave an episode by episode comment on there. Yeah. It is, uh, quickly on yeah. the questions, I did get one come through. We won't name names yet. We'll, um, we'll hold off until it's a definite segment. But 
I have a question for you, Tate. For me? Yeah. It's for both of us, but the question was, is Alan Smith on VAR? The ex- <laughs> the ex-Arsenal most biased pundit. Oh, behave. <laughs> Alan Smith. The thing I really like about Alan Smith is I actually think he's that biased. And he's got a really, really, <laughs> oh, no, no, got no. a really, really soothing voice. <laughs> he's terribly biased. Him and Keown. Terribly oh, Keown getting the bin. I can't stand yeah. Keown. No, yeah, um, no, yeah, but like I said, the question will... Yeah, just get a few in a few. Or if it's ideas you want to like, put to me and take, say, do this or try this, then we're all for it. So, yeah, thanks again. Keep listening. Yeah. Keep passing it on. Share it to new people. Whoever's not listened yet, yeah. get them onto it. And we'll see you next week. Stay loyal. <laughs>